Merry Christmas, podcast fam. Oh, do we have a show for you guys today. Back at episode 100, we said that every 10 episodes, we were going to do a mastermind topic focused episode. That's right, a roundtable discussion full of amazing people right here in our Gainesville community. Today, Dan Drodos of GNV Advisors from Colliers International, Matt Lang of Lang Jewelers, Mary Mealy of Independent Studio, and our very own podcast team member, UF business student, Sarah Lentz, joins us as we discuss the impact of COVID-19 on our business and student communities. It's been a crazy 2020, and COVID-19 has impacted so many in a negative and in some cases, positive ways. And how did these businesses hold up? Who's been faring well and who hasn't? What's the state of Gainesville look like as we head into 2021? Find out in the last Mastermind episode of 2020. Enjoy the show. You are listening to WHOA Podcast. Coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin. My co-host is Michael Dees. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, man? This is like episode 130. Can you believe it? We're getting ready to go into season four, dude. That's- Wild. Did you ever, did you think when you started this that you'd be doing four seasons? Yes, I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to be doing this forever. Of course I did. And we're sticking true to the promise we made in episode 100 that every 10 episodes, we yes, do a mastermind. Exactly. And I'm excited that we're doing one today. We're going to do it on the subject matter of COVID-19, uh, which has been the topic of 2020, uh, in addition to politics, in addition to right, everything. Right. <laughs> it's been lots, lots of topics this this year, uh, but COVID-19 has definitely been at the top of the list, um, so I'm excited to dive into it, but you know, it's it's awesome. This is going out the week of Christmas, so Merry Christmas Merry to everybody. Christmas. Happy holidays Hope to everybody. everybody. Has an amazing holiday season and spending time with those loved ones. It's always, it's always the best, man. I love this time of year. Yeah, it's nice. And you know, this year with, you know, because of Thanksgiving and how far Thanksgiving was, like, because it was Thanksgiving. How far along in November, yeah. So everybody's getting their Christmas stuff up before thanksgiving which i almost like i know you you're like no let's have one holiday at a time yeah one holiday at a time like but black friday i bought my christmas tree which is which is rare i've never bought a christmas tree in november before but um this year i think i was just ready to get along with everything um and and everybody i mean i was driving around and there's everybody's got christmas trees on the top of their (laughs) trucks and everything it was like it was the only day to do it so so you have a live christmas tree yeah i get a live one every year okay and you keep you can keep it alive hmm I've been trying to get Shannon. Water. Okay. <laughs> Turns out. Uh, just so you guys know. Just so you guys know. I've been trying to get Shannon to like let us get a live Christmas tree, and she's like, no, not having it. There was one year I actually had my Christmas tree up until March. Okay. I think she's yeah, worried. One. I think yeah. she's worried that it's going to mean like more work for her. Can you keep? Can I keep a Christmas tree alive till March? The the question is, can Shannon keep a Christmas tree alive until March? Because you're right. It is going to be more work for her. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's the real reason <laughs> right. why she doesn't want it. Yeah. Well, anyway, Just Merry Christmas, water. everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm excited to get into today's episode. But before we do, podcast fam, we got to remind you guys that this show has been made possible all year long by all the sponsors that supported us through 2020, one of which is in the studio with us today, Ooh. Dan Drodos. Uh, GNV right. commercial advisors at Collier's International. Dude, thanks so much for supporting our show, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Yeah, the man. Glad to be here. How many times did we say their name? <laughs> a lot. Oh my gosh. I'm like, 
thanks to Dan, thanks to Dan, thanks to Dan. Like Colliers so International. Episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, thank you so much. Awesome. We also want to give a shout out to everybody else this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name everybody. Um, Darshak Howe Insurance, Crime Prevention Security Systems, Advantage Personnel Resources, The Rap Spot, Realtor Andy Malden, who <laughs> brings the good stuff. Sponsored the bar too. Yeah. Uh, Brooker Pest Control, Gainesville Harley Davidson, Matt Houchins of Houchins SEO Consulting, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper, and the best restoration. I can't say enough how grateful I am to all these companies that have supported us this year. Uh, you guys, they make this happen. Please support them, support their businesses. Uh, you can find their information by going to whoagnv.com slash sponsors. And we have the links that go directly to their websites. Go find them, connect with these incredible businesses. We're so grateful for them. And uh, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thank you to Scott and April Schroeder over at the Business Report as well. Um, you know, they highlighted, it was kind of like a surprise to all the guests too, because they didn't really know what was happening, but they uh, they did our articles uh, on the Business Report and they would summarize what happened on the show and highlight the business. It was like another piece of extra content and exposure for these incredible businesses here in Gainesville and kind of summarize what happened on the podcast and it was absolutely wonderful. So just super grateful to them and uh, last but certainly not least we want to give so much love so much love to all of you guys that are listening to the show uh, sharing the show doing business uh, with the guests who are featured I mean it makes me feel so good every time love that and, right yeah just having recently with the uh, Vessel Goods with Seth, with Seth. yeah like I got, I got a text I was like oh my gosh I, ne- I didn't know that that business existed but I just bought a leather wallet for uh, for my brother that's fantastic that, that was my friend Josh Bush and I was like dude that's amazing thank you so much for telling me that <laughs> so it's so great when uh, we find out that you're supporting the guests who are on the show um, buying swag on our online shop and sending money via Venmo during the COVID mess that was uh, that was fantastic so you guys supported us in so many incredible ways you guys thank you so much um and you know i'm just thankful to god for this opportunity to really have this kind of impact on this community it's been so cool to hear the stories i hope that we can continue to highlight the incredible businesses that uh, that are here in gainesville and that are doing so much it's just been awesome man what's yeah. been what's been for you no absolutely and as you're reading that list of sponsors i mean it's quite a who's who of businesses and individuals right? in gainesville and, and a lot of people that we have featured on this podcast and so uh definitely go back and check out their stories as well and you can probably get um a lot of insight into uh how their businesses came about and what they do uh but yeah to echo all that just just thanks to everybody and this time of year especially it's it's important to to look back and give thanks and i think everybody is is a little COVID exhausted we're gonna get them COVID exhausted one more time today just kind of going into things a little bit deeper um but it's also ever changing, so I think it's important to keep talking about it. But, but definitely, I mean, thank, thanks to the sponsors, thanks for everybody that supported us and given us a chance to keep doing this. Um, because I know you love it, I love it. It's 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 fun uh, to to be able to have this kind of impact and to keep doing it. And we couldn't do it without all of you. So. Yep. So a heartfelt thank you to all of you guys that are listening. And uh, man, I'm excited. Season four, baby, 2021. It's almost here. That's right. Okay, you guys ready to do this or what? <laughs> They're like staring at us like, these guys going to talk forever or are we going to get into this thing? I'm like, let's go. Uh, you guys, today on the show, we have four incredible businesses. Well, three incredible businesses and one incredible student in the house today. Going to bring all perspectives on COVID-19. And I'm going to let them go around the room and introduce themselves and, and their businesses and who they are. 
So actually, Sarah, you go first, being our student. So you guys, <laughs> I gotta brag real quick. <laughs> gotta brag on Sarah. Sarah has been incredible to the show this entire season. Um, I could not do this without her. So she makes this happen. Well, she likes con- the cookies. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and she I brings cookies, today. like all these bonuses. Uh, but she has really made this happen. Help me out with just getting stuff scheduled and, and really, um, you know, participating in that bridge. You know, one huge mission of this podcast is to really connect students to businesses. And we want to attract and keep a lot of our top six talent here, right? Um, and so she's been a key part of that for us and, and just really been a huge help with the show. So I asked her to be on tonight's show, being that it's one of the final shows of 2020. And, uh, and to bring that student perspective on COVID-19. So, so I know I just kind of introduced her, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself now. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, my name is Sarah. Um, I was actually born and raised here in Gainesville. Um, I'm a sophomore at the University of Florida studying marketing. So it's a little bit about me. Thanks for being here. All Thank right, you. well, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Hanukkah. I can't leave it out because my wife's Jewish and she'd kill me. <laughs> and awesome. um, my name is Matt Lang, and along with my wife, Stacy, uh, we own and operate Lang Jewelers in the Tioga Town Center. Awesome. And um, I'm Mary Mealy, and I own Independent Studio here in Gainesville, Florida, 12 years strong. It's a performing arts studio for babies all the way through adults. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Dan Drotos. I'm the Senior Director of Colliers International here in Gainesville. We're a commercial uh, brokerage and advisory uh, practice group um, here locally. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. And if it isn't leased by the time this episode comes out, I have a 607 <laughs> Northwest 13th Street. Dan's leasing it for us, and uh, we're trying to get it out there. So have, I've the had, we've had, on. yeah, <laughs> right. that going, that, well, that's good. I get to do that, right? Uh, but, but we've had this building that we just haven't really been making use of, and so we're like, yeah, like let's let's get it listed. So. If nothing else, it'll be a part-time dance studio, jeweler, and study space. That's so, right. <laughs> there you go. Real <laughs> right, exactly. So, you guys, again, like we're focused on COVID nineteen. This has been like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me as an entrepreneur, and and really that I can remember in my entire life. I mean, has there been anything crazier? I mean, the only other thing I can recall is like nine eleven was super impactful. It's like this. You know, monumental thing, but yeah. the economic recession in 2008 is another thing that comes mm-hmm. to mind. But that's really the short list. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for you guys, like, how has COVID 19 impacted you or your business? So, Sarah, why don't you start? Give us like the student perspective. Yeah. So, I think it was February, right before spring break. Um, my current roommate and I, we had like planned a big thing, not Thanksgiving. Gosh, spring break trip, um, and we went down to the beach. We knew it was like a thing, like it was happening overseas. And I got back from spring break and I came home for three days and all of a sudden I was completely online and my whole world was flipped upside down. Um, You know, for, for me, social interaction is huge. Like I thrive off of being around people. Um, And so when this happened, I was kind of in denial and like, oh, it'll go away in just a week, but that's not the case. All of my classes are still online, but looking ahead into the spring, I am thankful to have two in-person classes, of course, socially distanced, but that's been a big blessing for me. being a student, you know, I feel like I'm missing out a little bit on the actual college experience and I'm not getting that full experience. Um, But I've made the most of it, made a bunch of friends over Zoom. So it's kind of weird to like know so much about someone, but never have actually met them in person before. Um, 
like one of my friends in my sales management class, like I would call her like one of my closest friends now and I have never met her in person. Oh so, gosh, that's so weird. Um, it's, it's, so, like a, it's like a modern day pen pal. It's really, it's really weird, but um, it's just little things like that and getting used to the new normal. Um, Zoom fatigue is real, but we live through it, you know? So that it's just a little bit. Um, We'll, we'll get through it. You know, in okay. March when UF was like, all right, we're sending everybody home for two weeks. Well, it was March, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was March. March. You know, did you think that everybody was going to come back in two weeks? The optimist in me said yes. And okay. I was like, yeah, like we're totally going to come back because I wanted to come back. Because like I said, like I cannot live in my house. Like it, it kills me. Like I having to stay home, you know, for those like, you know, however many months that was was rough, but you know, then they were like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna stay online for the whole semester," and then summer was online, and then falls online. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, um, but you know, you learn and you you have to find the positive outlook because if you don't, I would still be sitting at home like drowning in my sorrows, and it's not the way to live. I want to circle back to some of that because I'm kind of interested in what you've heard for spring semester because I've yeah. gotten mixed messages, but we'll go to Matt next. Well, so... So introduce, it, like, give us your full name and your company first. Uh, Matt Lang, uh, Lang Jewelers in Teoka Town Center. So COVID, you know, this year started off really, really well for us. We were setting record numbers just like we did last year. And the reality of COVID kind of snuck up on us because we were just really busy. We were watching it, but we really just had no idea that we were going to be told that you have to close your store. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, like any business owner, that was pretty terrifying for us. We, we were like, wait a minute. So we, we have to stop making money. That's, I mean, you know, you really, as a small business owner, you know, you, you don't, that's just not something you even really think about ever. You put food on the table. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, it yeah. just, it is what it is. And so, okay, so we were told, you know, we have to close. Um, so we did. And, and that was definitely the first week. My wife and I, who's my, you know, she's my partner in the business. We're together 24 seven. We're sitting at home and we're like looking at each other and we're like, you know, what the hell do we do? You know, we're normally in the rat race every day. And um, so not to extrapolate too much, we we actually had, it was about seven weeks, I think, that we were closed, about seven. Um, we actually had a great time for seven weeks because we realized that we don't have the stress of work. So, you know, we... We, we drank a lot. <laughs> we hung out. We did we did projects around the house, but we just really got along. I think we only got in one argument like the whole time. But yet, it's still it was it was stressful. We were worried about our employees yeah. and and our daughter. How many and employees do you have? We have four employees right now. Part time, full time, basically part time. Okay. Um, and so we were worried about them. Two of them are students, so you know they had their own things to deal with. But overall, we just sort of went with the flow. Um, and I mean, do you want, do you want like the whole story? Yeah, like, just give us because, like. Because, so through COVID, we were just, like I said, we were just sort of riding the wave, watching what was going on. We weren't too worried about paying the bills because you know we live below our budget. We plan for this kind of stuff as a business. Well, not COVID, but you always have to have reserves. And then um, we, when we opened back up, to be entirely honest with you, we hit the ground running and our heavy hitters showed up. And within, 
about three weeks, we had made up all of our losses for that time and then some. And it has not slowed down since. What do you mean by heavy hitters? These are like loyal customers who buy from you often? Loyal customers and people that, you know, uh, people that have disposable income. Yeah. And um, had you changed any messaging or anything? Like, I mean, a was it like, bit? yo, we're closed. We need you to come buy a no, damn diamond. Let's no. go. No, we, never, no. we just, no. you know, we just said, hey, we're back. You know, love to see everybody. Um, I think, I think one of the things a lot of people they did where they weren't traveling, they weren't spending money on other things. Okay, jewelry is a very emotional purchase. Um, spouses can get maybe maybe they were a little depressed about things and hey what better to make them feel better than a really nice piece of jewelry or something <laughs> okay. you know so that happened and um been doing been doing really well since we you know july is always dead for us just because of the month and and um but overall we're i mean we're, we're doing really well uh better best year ever and best but, you know, year ever yeah this is our best year ever even with covid and i hate to even say that because yeah. i have so many <laughs> friends that are you know, are you secretly like? I hope COVID goes on for the next five years. Listen, yeah. I'm, I, no, of course not. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. But there's just been a lot of positive things for us. I mean, yeah. You know, even the negative part, which now there is an. I do a side gig. I actually fly around the country and train other jewelers in house. Okay, um, it's a side thing That's I cool. do. I lost seven gigs in that period of time and for the and for the remainder of the year I would have probably had six or seven more so I did get hit financially in that aspect and man I really love that's like my passion is to teach people mm. how to do what I do and um, I really miss that and that's just not happening um, you know last year I was in Vegas in New York and all over the country and you know being treated like the talent which is really cool and um, so other than that you know but everything else we're we're expecting to have a record Christmas this year. It's looking good. I mean, people have already started shopping. Um, but I, I just feel really bad even. Have saying you done any? Sorry, have you done anything to like really change or, or like is it you just kind of maintaining what you normally do and you're just expecting a better Christmas simply we, because of COVID? We you know we kind of changed the paradigm with our online. Of course, we didn't really focus too much online in the past because jewelry is one of those things, especially expensive jewelry. You want to touch it, and feel it, and try mm-hmm. it on. So we really put a lot of money and time into our website this year, and that's that's really helped a lot. Um. But for the most part, we've just stayed with a positive message, um, and just basically, you know, said here we're here, and we'd love to see everybody, and and people are coming in, and you know we're following all the rules, you know, we have masks and hand sanitizer and all that, and it's very difficult to show a piece of jewelry without touching it and handing it to someone sure. and them touching it, so you do have that issue. Um, I will say that our our overall our foot traffic is probably is down it is for sure down we aren't having as many people walk through the door but yet our sales are bigger and better which you know the reason why that is when you when you close the job like i mean because we all had to close but like well we didn't i mean we we kind of closed it was like we closed the showroom right because uh i mean we were still essential from the standpoint that we had the service aspect um, like how long were you closed for? Cause we ended up coming back June, June 1st. 1st, right? So we were really close. Uh, I know. think it was seven weeks. Okay. If my wife is here, she could tell you to the hour, but I, <laughs> uh, dates, times, she's, that's her gig. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm glad things are going well, man. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I'm blessed. I'm, every day, I... Now, leave the room. Nobody wants to hear this. Nah, <laughs> so, my wife's like, just be humble. I'm like, babe, I can't... You know me, I'm not humble. I'm, you know, but I'm, I really hate saying that. But it's it's the truth. You know, I'm not going to sit here and... You're not the only one, though. I mean, like, I, I'm happy for you, man. Like, Thank you. I mean, uh, there, there's been... Uh, you know, several businesses that have actually done well because of the pandemic. So I think it's kind of interesting and I'm actually glad that you're here to kind of speak on, you know, behalf of those businesses, mm-hmm. if you will, because I, th- I think it's important to, to even realize that like, hey, like some businesses have done extremely well because of it. So we'll circle back. That's it's super, super interesting. Mary, how about you? Well, um, I guess I can I can kind of build off both of those because I've had a little bit of success um, Regarding how much I've had to pivot my business specifically. Real quick, yes. just for the listening audience that might not really know what Independent Studio sure. is, just give a 30 um, second uh, Independent Studio, it is a performing arts studio for children ages three to, we actually have adult classes. We've had someone as old as 87 taking our classes, so I'm very proud of that. And we've had babies, you know, you know, 12 months, one year, um, taking our, our classes at the studio. And so what we offer is performing arts classes, dance, music, singing, acting to the Gainesville community and surrounding areas. So you're talking about a service where people normally would come in on a daily basis. You typically or should be in person. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So um, March 13th, Friday the 13th, I will add. That was I had a, two of those this year. Really, right. Yeah. Um, I, we, Friday, we don't have many classes for the community. It's more of our competitive team rehearsals. We save those for, for Fridays and weekends. And I was kind of looking and I was following Alachua County School Board and I thought, yikes, like something's going on. Like, I, I think I need to cancel classes. I, I tend to follow the school board. That's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, it's not like a rule, but I, I should, being the business that I am catering to children. And uh, they canceled school and then there was a week of classes supposed to be scheduled and then it was their scheduled spring break. So in my mind, you know, going back to what you were saying, I was thinking, okay, well, the most this is going to be is like a week and then they'll have the spring break and then everything will be fine after spring break and we'll come back in April and we'll be good to go. And that certainly wasn't the case. Um, But being like how OCD I am and anal I am when it comes to my business, I we kind of leapt into action like right away. Um, in On Sunday, we were in our business, in our studio. All of my staff, my 12 staff members showed up and we videoed several classes. I don't know what brought me to this thought that I need to do this. I don't know why, like looking back, I truly wasn't in the mindset that this was gonna be a long haul. I truly thought it was only gonna be a, a short period of time, but I thought tuition, the kids. I want the kids to be happy. I want their parents to be happy. I want my customers to be happy. So I need to do something to where I'm still offering my services, even if it's not in the same way. And so we went online that Monday. We were online on Zoom. We had um, videos. It wasn't the normal schedule that we normally run, but it was a limited schedule, but it was something. Like I felt like I needed to offer, continue to offer something to kind of keep, maintain, or retain those clients for that period of time that I thought it would be. And it turns out we didn't open up to in-person classes until July. So 
we it was a good thing we kind of leapt into action and we we did those you know we we worked through an app on our, at our studio already before any of this happened we have an app so the parents were on that we you know sent zoom links we did online classes we did online activities we did spa nights we did you know dan- family dance parties we did all kinds of stuff that i could go into and into and into but um, I feel like overall the way that COVID affected my business mainly is um, I've just had to completely turn it upside down and look at it from a different way because uh, teaching dance classes isn't something that was ever thought to be all online. It, it was definitely there as like an option, but to be the primary business model is was never there. So it's been a it's been an interesting year for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Is everything gonna be okay? Yes, I think so. I, I'm very optimistic. Um, we're probably at like sixty percent occupancy of what we were last year, and I think uh, you were saying that you were having like the best month ever before this all happened, or you know. And uh, same with me. February, I, I got married in January. I actually took the whole month of January 2020 off because I was doing well enough to say, hey, you know what, this is my business, I've raised it for 11 years, I'm gonna do this for my wedding, my wedding was in the middle of January, and I'm gonna have a wedding and I'm gonna enjoy it and not gonna come back until the end of January, beginning of February. Well, I was back for three or four weeks and then this happened, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be... So you're be never a- taking off again. Right? <laughs> never. Yeah. Ever. Never do that. Ever, what a fantastic ever, wedding ever, present. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You're quarantined for a year. You know? <laughs> a blunder in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's... No, it's been fine. I, I think we're going to be okay, but, you know, I think... I've learned a lot from you over the years, Colin, like with like company culture and things like that. And like Kristen Hadid, like just, you know, like following you guys and just like instilling those things in my staff. And I feel like at like ground zero, we were like, all right, it's Sunday. We don't know why we can't have classes Monday. We're not sure we understand all this, but we're going to go online and we're going to do this. And everyone kind of just followed me and leapt into action and was so willing to help that um, that's why I know we're going to be okay. I guess it's a long-winded answer, but you know, I felt like my staff kind of just like all came together and we made it work. And now, um, starting in September, we have a full fall schedule, limited numbers, obviously social distancing, and I can talk more about that later. But um, we, uh, I have a, you know, I have about sixty percent kids, but we are hybrid classes. So we have maybe two or three kids online in every single class we have, mm-hmm. and then the rest are in person. So we're we're working in this whole new world, essentially. So, briefly, tell me tell me about the kids in this, right? Because like, yeah, this is, I I mean, I have an eleven and seven year old, and mm-hmm. I feel like. Me, I'm sitting over here as a parent and being like, man, like, I would hate to be them right now. This, this is terrible. Yeah. And they're just so, like, children are just so resilient. They just. That's like the word for me is yeah. resilience. It's, it's, I feel like if anyone can learn anything through all of this is if you looked, if you, do, I don't have my own children. I mean, I say that I have, you know, 250 of my own children that I <laughs> say goodbye to every night as they go home with their parents, but. Um, I think resiliency is just like the word of 2020 when it comes to um, children. I mean, even college students, a lot of the staff that I have, 
our college students. And they were in their, you know, in their backyards in Miami by their pool, like teaching tap dance classes in April. So like, have the young kids like really been able to just adapt with all the changes that you guys have had to make? More so so than they're given credit for, for sure. Um, I thought masks were going to be a big issue, issue. Mm-hmm. and they are. I mean, when you're three years old and you just learn how to pee pee on the body, and now you have to wear a mask on your face and then take a dance class for 45 minutes, it can be challenging, but they actually like just kind of took to it a lot better than I think the parents, and not necessarily their parents, but just adults in general give credit for. Like I hear a lot more adults complaining about it than kids. Yeah. I think kids are just kind of like, all right, well, here I am. Like I gotta wear a mask, my mom told me to, so yeah. here I go. But um, as far as like the dance classes go, um, especially like my kids that dances, like they're really, their passion, you know, like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, like that, like nice, like age where they're like figuring out what they love. Um, they like really took to it and any, any extra thing I offered to them online, if I could get, I'm going off on a tangent, but you know, I have some friends in New York and LA and stuff that, that, that have worked on movies and worked on things. And because of the pandemic, I've been able to say, Hey Scott, like, can you teach them a musical theater class on Tuesday? Hmm. Yeah, I can do that over Zoom, like that. So it, it's it's opened up a lot of doors and for them to be like, oh wait, we get to take, you know, the guy who was in Chicago, we get to take that class. And so like, That's yes. It's been the same for like me too, like having yeah. a bunch of really cool speakers that normally wouldn't be able to come because your class is in person. Right. But you're getting to hear from these big time CEOs and yeah. you know business owners because we are online and they can just hop on a Zoom call real quick. So. And believe it or not, you would think it's less personal, but it's almost more personal because there's 25 kids in the class and this person is saying, hey, Chloe, make sure you point your feet. Hey, you know, Eve, I really love what you did there. That was awesome. And this person was in a movie. So, I mean, it, it could be all night, but you know, they've been really resilient, but they've also seen like the benefits and the opportunities that it's brought to them. And I think that that's something that adults could learn from for sure. Matt, you know who else has benefited from this year? <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> I think about that I, all the time. So uh, it's funny because we talked about this even during the coronavirus sessions that we were doing, which you were on, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh, we talked about Zoom and one of the, like I'd never gotten into stocks or anything before. Yeah. Right. I You're went like, out shoot. the very first thing that I did when all this went down, I was like, no, kind of smart actually thinking about it. Just not long-term <laughs> smart, just short-term. Like I went out, I was like, I'm gonna buy one share of Zoom. Everybody and their mother is gonna be using Zoom in 2020. Good for you. I bought a share, it was like 135, right. 140 bucks. And uh, so you guys are just talking about Zoom, it just triggered it for me. So I just went to look to see what it's trading at. Uh, it's at $405.50 a share right now. Nice. And I, mean, it makes sense. I sold way too yeah, soon. Right. I sold oh, no. way too <laughs> soon. Yeah. I wish I would have bought a hundred shares at a hundred, you know, man. Who, but anyway, that's uh that just kind of triggered that when you guys were talking about Zoom. Like Zoom has definitely benefited from this year too. I actually probably did. better than I you did had. A jewelry <laughs> teaching seminar on Zoom. Did you a couple weeks ago? Okay. And uh, I mean, adapting is like what mm-hmm. you said. Yeah, I definitely want to circle back to some of the pivots and stuff that you guys have made. Um, but so, Dan, what about you guys, man? Because, yeah. I mean, you see everything. It has been a wild ride. I mean, um, take, take, taking a step back, you know, our office here in Gainesville, our office here in Gainesville uh, was only a year old in March, right? So we were in the process of 
getting all the systems in place and getting everything established. And we were, I felt like we had really kind of hit our stride. We were, um, you know, doing great things. We had tons of business. We were well received in the community. And um, I remember specifically. And so for people who don't know, like yeah. commercial, it's commercial real estate. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with a company called Colliers International. It's a, um, it's a full service commercial advisory firm. They're based in Toronto. Um, but we have a very small office here at the time, right as kind of COVID came on, we had four people in our office where, you know, it's a three and a half billion dollar publicly traded company. They're in 68 countries. They have 18,000 people working for the company. Um, so it's kind of a unique perspective because we get to see, we you know we're in small you know we're in a secondary market in Gainesville we're in a small market there's only four of us, but we get to see uh, kind of the the business and everything through the lens of a very large international organization and so that's provided some very unique perspective throughout COVID but um, but yeah going back to it so we were just you know we were only open for a year and I remember it specifically I was down at a conference in uh, Orlando um, for, for real estate it was an industrial and office conference and it was in March and it was that Thursday where they like they canceled Gator Nationals and they canceled March Madness and we were at the Gaylord Palms and that, that is a massive place down there right and we were the only, it was a small, there was like 50 of us at this conference and we were the only ones in the whole place. Like, you know, it was eerie. I mean, it was like a ghost town down there. And, uh, you know, leading up to that, you know, you'd, there's, there's been other diseases that have made national news over the last few years and, you know, they've kind of fizzled out and it's never been a thing. And when I saw that though, and, and, you know, March Madness and all that, I was, I was like, wow, you know, this, this is for real. I mean, this has some, some staying power. So right. we, um, you know, it was, it was wild, but, uh, you know, and we were in talks to bring on a few new folks, uh, you know, kind of right as COVID hit. And, uh, we actually were able to grow the op- double the size of the office throughout COVID. We went from four people to eight people. And, um, you know, we've been very, very fortunate um, to be able to do that. Gainesville provided us um, a little diversification that a lot of my other colleagues in bigger markets didn't have. So, um, you know, we will do retail work here, office work, industrial, land, a little bit of multifamily. You know, I have colleagues in bigger markets that, um, you know, are so niche focused on one asset class, you know, hotels, uh, retail, and, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm some of those sectors just completely stopped. I mean, it was, and we, we call it, we had like the tagline in our industry is like, it was the great pause. Cause I mean, you referenced it earlier, it was kind of similar to the great recession because, but, but, but not really. I mean, we didn't see the big price slashing and people, you know, unloading things and bank, banks taking back real estate and all that kind of stuff. It was just like, everyone just went, holy cow, like push pause and let's just see how this thing shakes out, you know? and. So most of the, you know, we, we were fortunate. We had a, you know, our little, a lot of our deals that were in progress. We were able to extend them and kind of, you know, we didn't lose a lot, but it was, it was unlike anything anyone's ever seen. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. But um, can you give us like a state of Gainesville address, if you will? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because you, yeah. I mean, you interact with a lot of businesses. Lots. There's probably been a lot of people who have either closed and now their spaces have come available yeah. for lease or, yeah. you know, or for sale, whatever the case might be. Uh, you know, what's the state of yeah. Gainesville in this? 
So one of the unique factors about the Gainesville market, you know, is is two of our our main economic drivers are healthcare and education, right? And those are usually completely insulated from market volatility. You know, the markets can be, you know, freaking out and other, you know, bigger primary markets can be, you know, so high high highs and low lows. You know, Gainesville, you always have 50,000 UF students showing up. You always have a need for healthcare and, you know, you got North Florida and Shands and um, you know, everything that UF Health does, the VA hospital. And, you know, we're an economic, that's, those are our economic drivers. Those are our um, employment, we're an employment hub for a, a big, big area in North Florida here. Well, that got turned completely on its head, right? You send all the students home. And if you're not on the front lines of COVID, it's like, um, you know, you're, and you're, oh, anything elective, you know, elective surgeries, anything that's, you know, not on the front lines of COVID medical wise, you're stopped, it's stopped, you know? Um, Tons of furloughs, tons of, you know, people just not working because there was, you know, nothing, nothing to do. So that that w- that really shocked our local local market, right? Because you know it's, it's something no, no one ever really saw coming. Um, but with that being said, um, because we're diversified and we have retail and office and industrial and land and all that kind of stuff, and paired with the fact that you know a lot of our transactions take a long time, like you know so our development deals take every bit of two years. Mm-hmm. That was actually that was really a blessing because um, you know deals that were trying to happen or were in some part of the of the pipeline, they still had a long time to go before they're closing, right? So they people were thinking, well, we got to be over this, you know, by then or by then. And yeah, it's, it's lasted a lot longer than anyone thought, but some of those deals are so lengthy anyways, that it was, um, we were able to salvage a lot of it. And, um, and people are, are still very, very optimistic on, on Gainesville. And, you know, the students are going to come back. The, 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 the healthcare community here is, is now it's, you know, back up and running. And, you know, so, um, kind of to, you know, reiterate what Matt said, you know, we've, We've had a, a heck of a year. I mean, for about seven, eight weeks there, I, I took, I was working from home. Because we were such a small office, there was, we were actually in an office where we each had individual offices. So we, we never really had to close. We could kind of stay behind closed doors, but we did work from home for about seven weeks. And you know, I took that opportunity to work on my business instead of just working in my business mm-hmm. all the time. You know, I, my, my business is very, can become very reactionary where, you know, I'm getting hit with phone calls and emails and just it's constant and you're just reacting. Text messages from Text me. Text messages. <laughs> hey, what about Colin this? Colin saying, is, this? is my this? space lease yet? What about this? What about this? Yeah. So um, it, it really, because everything kind of went on pause, it was a great opportunity. And it was being the pair with the fact that the office was only a year old, I was able to spend a lot of time not necessarily working deals, but more on systems for the business and how we can, you know, grow long term. And um, and I wore it a little bit different of a hat throughout COVID. I was definitely more of like the advisor slash like you know shoulder to cry on, you know, type thing, as opposed to hey, do you want to transact, you know, sale lease anything like that? And that really wasn't happening. But it was there were a lot of concerned owners that were calling and and saying, you know, what are you seeing in the market? And mm. me being able to have access to a lot of the owners, um, you know, and see what they were what they were doing. You know, I was I really just wore an <clears throat> advisory hat and it it kind of really deepened my my customer relationships a lot. 
you know, so. That's good. I uh, feel like you're one of those people that kind of has a pulse on things, right? Yeah. I had a yeah. lot of people reaching out to me too. It's kind of like, Colin, you have your pulse on a lot of yeah. stuff that's happening in the business world. Like what's going on, what's going on, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective on, you know, now that we're heading into 2021, like. Yeah, I've been so. It's gonna be good, it's gonna be bad. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does the crystal ball say? What's the, yeah. It's, it's like, Matt, tell us the future, please. Yeah, like Matt said, you know, we were coming into the, the summer, we, uh, our business came roaring back. I mean, roaring back. And um, we've been thrilled with that. So and I think it's only gonna happen um, moving into 2021. So there's some, politically, there's some things that people are concerned about in our business with, not to get like technical stuff, but like 1031 exchanges and capital gains and some tax consequences about you know the new administration and some different things. So that's, there's some still con- some concern there. Um, but in general, I think you know we're we're definitely on an upward trajectory, and you know the those that uh, those economic drivers I talked about, healthcare and educational, you know they're they're going to bring Gainesville back. They're they're going to be the groups that bring Gainesville back to you know which, and I think honestly we are already back, you know, so from a, from a commercial real estate perspective. Cool. So. So let's talk a little bit about that, and and I like I like the effort to try to be apolitical here, uh, but I think a huge part of this has been the economic response um, yeah. all the way you know from D.C. top down. So there was the CARES Act payroll protection program. Did you guys uh, apply for that? Were you granted? Have you had it forgiven? Yes, yes. Um, to which? Uh, yeah. to, uh, that was yes three questions. No. Yes, <laughs> yes to to all of the above um, for me. So um, you applied for it, the PPP. Yep. You got it. Yep. And it's been forgiven. Yep. And you had the CARES Act too. No, not the CARES. The Lachua. Just PPP. Okay. Yeah. Did you say that? Or sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, sorry. All, all, yeah. I was going there too. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and we did too. We we had new scooters had applied and got it. So new scooters plus applied, and that was like the first thing that I did. I don't know what you like. When I'm at home <laughs> and things are going down, mm-hmm. I'm like, where can I stack cash? That was the first thing that I <laughs> yeah. did. I was like, let's get, let's get this PPP what money. What can I stop paying? And what, you know. it, yeah, and I started reaching out to vendors. I mean, that's that the first. I, I just remember going through my P&L, like, what can I scratch, 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 scratch? And I just absolutely went into that mode mm-hmm. um, and then focus on how I can stack cash. And so the PPP was coming out. And um, and so we applied right in that first round. And I remember my bank even didn't have their act together. Um, That's right. Right, yeah. right. And so I switched banks. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, I want to make sure I get this money. Like, I, like we switched banks and and got it going. So, um, so we got the PPP and we got it forgiven just this past week, um, or the week before last. The week before last and. Last week, I guess. Which is actually and, mid-November. Right. Yeah. And then the Elatra Cares stuff we did not get. Yeah. And it was because <laughs> I, I, I almost took it as a compliment. I was like, no, you've done uh, too good. You, you've had too much of an impact <laughs> on you. Yeah. You've done too good from our standards uh, in 2020. Uh, so denied. Oh. Um, but well, go ahead, go ahead. We go had ahead. an amazing experience with our bank, which is Capital City. Okay. Um, we, my wife filled out the application. They took it from there. We got it. Um, it wasn't a huge amount of money because you know, part-time employees, but still, it was nice to get it. Um, we haven't been formally um, forgiven yet, but I just got an email this morning that said, you know, we're handling it. Don't worry about it. I have 100% confidence that it's going to happen. 
Um, we didn't even. There was an application process. You did that process. There, you know what? I need my wife here to answer that. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I am positive she's on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she's CFO. She handles the whole oh, okay. the entire cool. side of the financial cool. side of our business. And um, can we but, call her real quick? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, she'll be watching this. Uh, Notice I've mentioned her name several times. <laughs> <laughs> she gets Brownie all points. the credit. <laughs> Um, but we didn't even apply for the CARES Act. We looked at the qualifications, and you know, to be honest with you, it was. And I, this is like a huge sidetrack for me about like PPP and stuff. We didn't feel like we needed it, so we didn't apply for it. And if if we have time, I could go into the whole PPP thing because mm-hmm. I know some things that happened with PPP with some companies yeah. that I'm really pissed about. Mm. Okay, people took major advantage of that. They yeah. did not need it. They took it. It's getting forgiven. If we have time, we can talk about that. Okay. Excuse me, don't get gonna, me started. I'm not going <laughs> to name any names. Sounds like we hit yeah. the topic point. Because but, I, I mean, but, but as someone who's who's doing you know really well right now, I, I've seen some things, especially, and people love to come in and just tell me how great they're doing, especially when they're dropping major coin on jewelry. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, that's great. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you're kind of a scumbag yeah. for doing that. Cause because they didn't necessarily need it, but. No, they absolutely didn't. We're talking about essential right businesses uh, i mean yeah uh, so meanwhile <laughs> yeah i mean so mary i mean let me segue from that um i feel like you're very much in a similar boat as we were yes. i mean i've and, and i hate to even like say this but if we would not have gotten that money we would not be in business 100%. right now percent um so yeah. so i'm in a unique situation where i've actually gotten both Um, The PPP, I was actually denied at first. Um, And it was all through the same bank, which I love, Florida Credit Union. Shout out to them. That's who did ours, too. I mean, bless. Um, They're they're actually the reason I have a business. Um, In 2009, in a recession, uh, Steve Jepson, I guess I'll just drop names. Thank goodness for him. Um, He helped me open my business in 2009. And circle back, you know, the pandemic, I applied for the PPP and I originally was denied because of the fact that all of the um, criteria and the rules about what you need to have in order to be, to to apply for the PPP and get, and to be forgiven, were changing on a daily basis. Literally, you could go on the website and you could look and say, here's how you get the PPP. And those rules were changing daily, if not weekly. And um, I own a dance studio, so I'm unique. Whereas my, my staff, they're college students and their schedules change week to week. They don't always teach they don't always work the same, you know, nine to five, or if they were to work at Chick-fil-A, say, and they work from this to this, they're not employees, they're independent contractors. And so all of my employees, well, they're not technically employees, but in the eyes of the government, they're independent contractors because they teach private lessons, Mm -hmm. they book rentals at the studio, they teach classes, and their schedules are ever-changing, as is mine. And um, so that's how I've always been advised to run my business and to financially pay my staff. And that's what really hurt me when it came to this is um, still to this day, I'm not forgiven. I got the PPP, but I haven't, and I've gone through the whole application to be forgiven and even the questions on it. Were you able to get the funds to cover them? 
Or yes. No? Okay, so I you did. were. And that's what I used it for. Okay. hundred percent. Sorry, was, I don't know if I missed that, but I just mm-hmm. want to make sorry, sure. Sorry, I didn't, I did, I did, I, so I was denied. And then a couple months later, because, a couple months, I'm sorry, a couple weeks later, because the things were changing, you know, they said, listen, like, this could change within a day, a week, a month. And, you know, you've been with us for this long. And, and so long story short, you know, they awarded me the PPP under the condition of, you know, you may have to pay this back just so you know, like, cause they don't know either. Like we're all just kind of like flying by the seat of our pants, you know? And, um, so I, and so you took that risk. I did. Okay. I did because like you just said, you know, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be open. Right. Um, I wouldn't have been able to pay my staff for those six months that I was closed in person because when it comes to me, I mean, gyms, like gyms were not able to be open even though schools and summer camps started opening back up. There was a very gray area because I'm a dance studio. So yes, we're a physical activity, but we're indoors, but we're not a gym and we're not a childcare facility. We're like very gray area. And, you know, I took it because I had to. I didn't know what else to do. Um, and then the CARES Act came around and they helped me tremendously. Um, I will say if, if it weren't for the CARES Act in Gainesville, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be talking about my business. Maybe I would be. I'd be talking about it being closed. But um, yeah, so I, I have a very different, unique experience when it comes to all the funding and you know, I as soon as I as soon as all this was happening and all this was becoming available, I just made sure that I applied for everything I possibly could, in hoping that I would get everything that I could possibly could, even if it was just one out of ten things that I applied for. Um, but it's happening, and it's it, it's helped us hang on by a thread. I will admit, and you know, like I said, like my clientele is down like fifty to sixty percent right now. So. Um, I'm, I'm changing my budget, I'm changing my structure, I'm changing everything about my business. And, but without the funding, that, that absolutely 100%, I, I will just admit that that has kept me open 100%. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being super transparent about oh. that. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like it, it's, it's hard to talk, because I mean, just like I said, uh, you know, we didn't get the CARES Act, but we did get the PPP, and like mm-hmm. we're we're in the same boat, we're yeah. in the same boat. And then, like it, you know, there's been the good thing about 2020 is that there's been a lot of eye-opening moments for me. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of awakenings, and that was one of them. That was one of for me. It was like, dude, like I, I don't want to rely on the government to have to bail me out during a pandemic, even though no one in their right mind would have ever predicted that this would have happened. Right. But I wish I would have had, you know, because, and Matt, you said it earlier, you're like, ah, you know, we had we had reserves, and like, I mean, the truth is, man, like, most businesses don't, Mm-mm. and we were one of them. And I'm like, in a way, ashamed to even say that we just, we didn't have, we don't, we don't have reserves. Like, you know, and I think a lot of businesses out there live paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Um, Are they invested into growth or? or right, you know, right. We've it's certainly like, been there. Yeah, I and mean, it, I've been in business thirty, almost thirty years, Gainesville. So it's, it's, you know, I mean, I've gone through two thousand. You mentioned two thousand nine. Man, like my bank, two thousand nine. So I, we mentioned I'm in the TO Town Center. I was in the middle of my flagship store build out in the expansion of the Tioga Town Center when it all happened, and I'm sitting there with. I'm not even going to get into the numbers of the amount of mm-hmm. the inventory that I had already uh, acquired and had already committed to spending money on. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, honey, I, 
I think we're going to be in a, we're going to go bankrupt. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way we're going to be able to open this store and sell all this jewelry with what's going on right now. And Don Davis at Capital City happened to know him. He's like, "What do you What do you need?" I'm like, huh, "I don't know, hundred grand." He goes, "I'll have it in your account, like signature loan." He goes, "I can in house approve a signature loan for hundred grand." He gave it to me, like, "Wow, like gift from God kind of thing." We still weren't sure we should stay in and finish the build out, but we did. And I'm not gonna lie, two to three years of hardcore, barely scraping. Yeah. Thankfully, the people at the town center worked with us, helped us. There was months where it's like, not only am I going to be late on my rent, I don't even have it. it I'm right. not. I'm like, I won't ever be able to make it up. But people worked with us. You know, you go out and, and they didn't want to see us fail. They, you know, everybody was in it together. I mean, that term here it comes again. But 2009 wasn't so different than than yeah. COVID. Yeah. And so we scratched and clawed our way back to being in the black. And it's I see the same pattern with a lot of businesses right now, really close friend of mine, especially in like the food business. And mm-hmm. like, I, I have a friend that's in the, um, they have a they have a martial arts studio, mm-hmm. all kinds of things like we're talking about. And I am really hoping that, that people can get through this. I already have seen several people just give up and fail. It's just like, yeah. they can't do it. You yeah, know? so interesting just hearing you like talk about like 2009 and you going through that. Yep. And so so here, you, you know, you're doing great right now. Roll, roles reverse, I, right? I, the I roles are reverse. In 2008, yeah. 2009, when all this stuff was happening, like gas prices had the fear of like going mm-hmm. up to $5 mm-hmm. a gallon. Guess who was crushing it? Yeah. Scooters. These guys. Well, I, I, I think 2009 <laughs> we were actually it. prepared us mm-hmm. for COVID yeah. because yeah. It was such a struggle. We were like, man, we gotta, we can never be strapped for that kind of debt ever again. And, you know, we we do take risks. You know, we expand inventory and stuff like that. But, you know, we're kind of done. I mean, at this age, I'm kind of done expanding. I mean, I had three stores at one point in Gainesville, two in the mall and one out there. I'm fine with one. We're just going to kind of keep the, the way things are. We're mm. good where we are. We could live the way we live right now for the rest of our lives. We'd be completely happy. You know, I mean, I'd love a jet. I'd love to be Bezos. But, you know, <laughs> without some major lottery powerballs, it's probably not going to happen. But we're perfectly happy with the way we are now. And so, you know, I feel for the people that are struggling right now. But I can certainly, it's, I, I know I've said, oh, we're doing great and everything's great. But, but you've believe, been there. Believe me, I lost so I'm surprised they have hair <laughs> but that's why it's gray <laughs> my hair was blonde in 2008 <laughs> so yeah I, I I can feel for people right now because it the that that whole thing was a, a hell of a struggle for us well, maybe right. that's like I have to pitch in but like maybe that's why my business is like a little more resilient now because I opened it in 2009 mm. and everyone thought I was crazy that I was mm-hmm. opening the dance studio in 2009 mm-hmm. and I think I opened a business struggling, if you will, right? I mean, opening a business and, and running a business is a struggle in itself, but going through that, like, you know, budgeting and, I mean, just the nitty gritty stuff, it just makes you really realize, like, you know, you can you can simplify things and and you have to pivot and you have to, I that term just, like, makes me think of friends. Friends, yeah, you can. Yeah. But I can't help it. I just start laughing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, like, just comparing the two times in our in our economy, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's super interesting because, like, just going back to that time period, you know, I've 
naively have said, you know, Gainesville is this kind of, it's kind of its own economy. You know, we have these mm-hmm. students that show up every year. <laughs> I refer to Gainesville as recession proof. Yeah. I mean, I've it, done it, the same. It really thing. has been. Exactly. I mean, okay. Even yeah. So I'm glad I'm not the only one because yeah. I've like, I've literally said that so many times. I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, you know, the thing that I can count on is that there's going to be freshmen showing up in the fall. Right. And, you know, and so that's always been good for my business. And so going through those times, like, you know, 2009, when like, you know, we were just fine and we were doing really well. We were doing even better because gas prices were, you know, going up. And so it's super interesting that, well, one, we're wrong. <laughs> All it takes is like a pandemic to shut down the university and, you know, and it's super interesting. And actually, I would like to kind of go that direction really quick because let, like, let's go to spring semester, right? You know, I've heard that UF wants to have classes in session, but I've also kind of been monitoring, you know, I'm in a bunch of these like private UF Facebook groups with parents and that kind of thing. And I've seen parents say, you know, oh, you know, my, my daughter's really upset because all of her classes are online again for the spring. So, I mean, Sarah, like what have you seen from, you know, UF's standpoint? Like yeah. our class, our class is gonna happen on campus in the spring? So, at least with some of my classes, you know, I'm a business major. Um, I would, majority of my classes on a normal day are online anyways. Um, so for a lot of business students, so yes, it, it has been changed, but it's not something we're not used to. Um, so it's something, you know, I was kind of ready for. I knew like how to like battle the online um, like learning environment. Um, but going into this spring, I am very fortunate to have some person in person classes. Um, those they are like limited seats. Um, so it's kind of that hybrid format. Some people will be sitting in the classroom and then other people would be um, on like the Zoom learning environment. Um, but yeah, I'm really fortunate to have in-person classes, some of them in the spring for sure. But yeah, it, it just really depends, um, like I guess on the college that you're in um, and if you, that certain class is offering like the in-person limited seating, socially distanced kind of thing. What's the biggest complaint you've heard from students this year? Um, Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue. Um, I think we're, I mean, you know, for me, Tuesdays, I sit in class for four hours straight on Zoom in my house. And I think the biggest thing is I can't sit at home that long. I I have to go to a coffee shop so I can interact with friends there, um, meet new people there, or I have to just get out of my house. And yes, it's on Zoom still, but it's different when I'm not sitting at home the whole time for sure. Um, So yeah, Zoom fatigue for sure, that's a struggle. Have there been any positives from a student standpoint? Mary, maybe you can even chime in on this up because I know that you got college workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, think. I mean, anything, anything positive from a college student standpoint? We've had lots of time to, you know, like think about ourselves, reflect on ourselves. But, you know, those students that aren't from Gainesville like I am, they've been able to go home. Um, so I, I do have friends that are here, but if they wanna take a long weekend and go home, that's totally an option for them because you know their classes are online, they can do it from the bus, in the bus, like on the way home or something like flexibility. that. Flexibility, so much more flexibility. Um, it's been great, you know, like which has been terrible for us. We like, <laughs> <laughs> need your butt to be in the classroom. Stay in the classroom. Yeah, but I, I would think like that's a big positive, and I think it's really preparing us for work in the in the future you know learning how to you know have be professional like through a camera how to interview on a camera I've Mm. you know become 
really good at that. Um, not necessarily the circumstances that we're all wishing for, but it's definitely taught me, you know, how to do that, how to hold a meeting online, how to be, you know, accountable um, when I'm not actually going in person, things like that. Any fear that something like this could go, oh, you don't really need a campus. You don't really need students in a classroom going to uh, sit in front of a professor to do their classes. For like a hot second. And then it's over. I think it's it's interesting, and I'm I'm curious, Sarah, like uh, how you and your friends handle this. Because one thing that I've I've kind of heard from friends uh, or friends of friends that are going to college is is that they're upset about the fact that their tuition dollars, which is supposed to be built in covering these in person classes and this office hours with teachers and the extracurriculars and the the money that's going to the gym for them to go to and everything Mm -hmm. like that, they're not getting fair value on their tuition. Mm, Interesting. I was going to mention that tuition better go down drastically. Yeah, and and you know it's not. Going to and what's happening as this prolongs too um, is they're talking about. But are how, you paying for that stuff or are you paying for the piece of paper that says like well, you're right in college? Uh, they're they're billing you for it. I mean, if you look in the tuition <laughs> breakdown, if you look in the tuition breakdown, at least whenever I was a student, it says uh, I forget how they code it, but it's like X amount of dollars towards shared use facilities and stuff like that that they're not getting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of economic impact on the universities too, if you have out of state people that are no longer going to go there because they can't travel there, and international students have taken a, a huge drawback, and that tuition's even higher how are the universities going to combat their budgets not being met by these tuition dollars being paid? And that's what's going to be interesting is because you know that they're not going to, they're they're a business too, and they're going to react to that in some kind of way. The students still want the college experience. That's right, really, I mean. So I have a question for Sarah. I have have an 18-year-old daughter who just started FSU. She did not want to live in Gainesville. I can't blame her. Come on. She grew up here. So anyway, she's a student at FSU. All of her classes are online, yet she's living in the dorm up there. Mm -hmm. All right. One of her complaints is, and and even though the the campus is basically opened up, is there's, uh, how are the extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. clubs? I mean, my, my kid's not like a sorority chick but you know basically the, the frats are shut down up there yeah. what about like clubs like my daughter's really into doing you know like art and yeah. and other types of clubs do you are the clubs happening or is that all dead because it, at her campus dead. she's like dad there's nothing going on I'm bored I sit in my uh, room right. all day and you know so I was really I'm a sophomore so I'm really fortunate to have known about a lot of things you know last year and things like that hmm. But all of my involvement is just online. So I'm still heavily involved within the business school and things on campus. It's just all online. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I want to do something in person, it's a smaller group. It's everyone that's comfortable meeting up in person, um, you know, taking all of those precautions, of course. But it's, it, it is online. And so, like I was saying earlier, it's really weird, you know, having those friends online that you've never met in person before. <laughs> but it's something I'm so thankful for because... I I wouldn't be the person I am and I wouldn't, you know, yes, I'm missing out a little bit on that experience, but my college experience still is being fulfilled because I have, you know, involvement and things mm-hmm. like that just online. Yeah. Interesting. Are, mm-hmm. are there things like intramural sports at all or is that completely shut down? I, I think so. I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't say that for certain. I'm not sure, but I know friends that, you know, will go up and, you know, play lacrosse together or play soccer, or like have rec games and things like that. I, I know friends that still do that. Yeah. Well, I know if they're like university sponsored events, they're not happening. They're happening online. Um, I know, for instance, like 
the Dazzlers at UF, mm-hmm. the dance team. You know, they they went through a whole audition process for a new team for the next season, and those kids are kind of waiting in limbo, coming from high schools or you know up and coming like college you know college students trying to get on and. Um, they, they did their entire audition process online. Wow. I judged it, I, mm. I know, and and it, it's interesting, and a couple of them work for me, and it's just been, it's a whole different experience, and I know that like the coach and like the UAA and stuff are having issues with like, you know, like one day, like maybe we can have like 10 kids at the football game, like in the stands, socially distanced, and the next day we're not allowed to have anybody because it's been canceled. And Mm -hmm. so it is interesting. So I don't think much is going on. And I know there's a lot of like student organizations, at least on the dance side, that's all I really know um, as far as UF goes. But I know that they're doing like a lot of their classes um, the student organizations are doing like their dance classes online and then they're putting on shows at the Phillips Center that are socially distanced and then they're they're showing their shows online. So it's a lot of online, like mm-hmm. you said, and it's a lot of like, so I think that it, there is an issue where these like incoming freshmen and there's incoming students that are coming to have that college experience, yeah. as you said, they're not getting it because they're like, okay, well, you know, like I'm gonna join this group and, but I've not met anybody, I'm online and then I'm gonna show up and do the show and I've not really seen anybody yet in person. So it's a very interesting dynamic, but, if you were to look at the positive side of it, at least it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like at least something's exactly. happening and at nothing. least it's better than nothing. And at least like the kids, again, resilience, they're like making it work and they're making it happen. So I'm sure if in the dance side of things, which is what I'm only familiar with, if that's happening, I'm sure there's other organizations that it's happening in the same respect. Yeah, I have a family member who's um, a incoming, a freshman this year at UF and, um, She's. She needs a scooter. Does she dance? No, a guy. But anyways, <laughs> no, a girl. She's from out of state, and she's so yes, she's not. Prob- she's definitely not getting the the full college experience. But she's so thrilled to be here mm-hmm. on campus, even though all her classes are um, online, because her senior year of high school got right. so messed up. That's what right? I was so going to say. Her, exactly. Her, you know, her class trip got canceled you know prom got canceled graduation so she was just so ready to turn to the next chapter in her life Mm -hmm. and so she was just thrilled to be here so it's it's got a feel for these kids they're 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 definitely resilient yeah Yeah. yep that's exactly what my daughter was yeah and when she told me you know oh i got you know i'm going to fsu and like oh you're living the dorms yeah i'm like oh well at least you'll have classes you mean just well they're all online i'm like yeah, wait. <laughs> Live in the dorms, I'm, taking I'm classes online. I'm paying for you to yeah. go to FSU, yeah. and your all classes are all online. And really, it was just like, like my wife. She's like, Matt, you gotta let her go. Yeah, yeah. You gotta let her get out of this house. Because, mm-hmm. again, her senior trip got canceled. Her, gra- yeah, <clears throat> all of that experience. And um, even though being up there isn't you know great, she's really you know she moved out of the house for the first time. Yeah, I mean, you remember when you moved out of your house for the first time? What a mm-hmm. major experience that yeah. was for you. Yeah. That in itself is is a major step yeah. for for a, uh, a young adult. So, definitely. going back to like the whole online and flexibility thing, my brother he's younger than me, but also all of his schooling was online, and it's been great for like me and my brother's relationship for sure. Just like getting to know him better, spending more time with him, and you know he is stuck at home a lot, but I don't 
I'm from Gainesville, but I don't I don't live with my parents. So it's been nice to have my brother over with me. We get to like go on weekend trips together. He's an avid golfer. We go out and walk the golf course together. So I think for me, like that's been huge is just getting to like rekindle that relationship with my brother, grow our relationship, um, even though it's online, but having a lot of flexibility has been huge. So that's a super positive thing that happened yeah, from absolutely. 2020. So what yes. what are some of the other positive things that have happened because of COVID-19, besides Matt's business doing extremely well? <laughs> to-go cocktails. Keep throwing that huh? out there. To-go cocktails. <laughs> to-go to go cocktails. Yeah, we never yeah, had so that take before. take yeah. and drive home with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's sealed. Yeah. Well, for, you know, the three months, you know, I had a, uh, at the time, what was the, uh, you know, 10-month-old at home, you know, I got to spend way more time with him than I would have had mm-hmm. to. So that was definitely a blessing. Um, you know, even though I was, you know, working from home, it's still just, it was great to, you know, see him grow up. And then, you know, circling back to the Zoom thing, you know, we, I'm on the phone all day, every day, but there's a, I mean, there's a lot of people that I never really see face to face. Zoom really opened it up where it's, it's much Zoom and Teams and all, all of the platforms there. It's much more, accessible now and, and accepted, I guess. And so I'm seeing people face to face a lot more, it, you know, cause we do deals with people all across the country. Right. And you know, they're not necessarily always in Gainesville. So it's, it's very unique that, you know, we're, we're, we are seeing a lot more people face to face and, you know, building those relationships and connections. So mm-hmm. instead of just being on the phone, putting a face with a name is it really, it's is huge. Important. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah. I think for my students specifically, um, when they had to make the whole transition between are we doing online school? Are we doing homeschool? Are we doing digital academy? Are we doing in-person school? My kids had been doing online dance for six months and so they were like, well, you know, they had something to compare it to, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that, um, it just like kind of, for whatever reason, like my business was able to kind of like help the kids kind of like leave the nest and say, hey, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do in-person school, we're gonna do dance in school. Actually, we're gonna do online school, but then Wednesday through Friday, we're gonna do dance in person. And it kind of helped even teach the parents and the kids a little more flexibility, um, just like my business model in general. But it's, I don't know, it's crazy. It's, you can find positives in anything, I truly try to, and I think that that's one of the positives for sure. Mike, what's positive for you, man? Outside of the to-go cocktails, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that was a big one. No, I think <laughs> I think That's for so for me, it was you know being being general manager and then CEO at New Scooters um, was was often a 50, 60, 70 plus hour week commitment that I never you know either either I tell myself I couldn't take time off because the the ship would sink or. Or you know, and maybe that was real. Maybe that wasn't. It's just the way it felt. That's real. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was everybody pumping the brakes on life, on the hustle and bustle, and and the the chaos, the crush it, the everything. You know, it's everybody pumping the brakes and taking a step back and looking at the things in life that that really mattered most. And and for me, it was actually just getting to breathe for once, taking some time off. It was still working, and in some ways I worked even harder, but it wasn't that, you know, customer-facing, come-to-the-dealership-every-day thing. Um, 
and so being able to sit at home actually be, be wrapped up with my day at a respectable time make my own dinner and eat it um it was those those little things that i think you know probably they just stop immediately <laughs> he's like he's like i don't like the way that sounds you're getting too comfortable uh, but the things that maybe people you know some people out there might take for granted but it was like actually getting a chance to do that and and go you know go to the gym at a decent time eat dinner a homemade dinner at a decent time go to bed at a decent time and still feel like i was you know almost as productive um you talked about how you could put all your meetings together and maybe the time saved from going back and forth from meeting to meeting at this location and this location, <laughs> how you could That's save, huge. It, huge. save that, that time and put it somewhere else. And I'm so, like, oh, it's uh, 3.59, I have a meeting at four o'clock, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that Next. whole phenomenon was just, it was just crazy because you could save a lot of time that you could put either you know, you're, you're actually creating time, you can be more productive or you can use that for self and I think that that was, that yeah. was huge. Definitely the family time for me, that was yeah. a big one. It was I a, definitely had more more time more family dinners than yeah. I've you know I've had, I've had more family dinners in 2020 than I've had in the last five years yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a complete reset of my calendar and my family's calendar and professionally and personally. And it was you know we get we're so spread thin and get pulled in different directions. And my my business is so socially driven and um, it was like okay, wipe your calendar completely clean, you know, for those three months and you can really reevaluate and kind of start building it back up from the ground, from the ground up and mm-hmm. see what's really important and what's, you know, what you really want to focus on. So that was, there was a positive. Did you guys think it would last this long? No. no. Like in March, like now that we're, you know, at the end of the year, you know, in March, I mean, the UF was talking about closing for two weeks. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Did you think we'd be here in December? No. 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 And I think we need to be careful not to be like a Debbie Downer because I'm so positive when it comes to like what you were just saying, like the reset. It's it's provided so much like positivity and like wonderful things for like our families and our mental health and everything like that. But when everyone keeps saying like 2021, we're we're good. It's like, over. It's over. I'm like y'all. I'm, did you see I'm what happened in 2020? Optimistic about yeah, the yeah. way things are going. It just it I kind am of not convinced that everything's just going to be great. It right. just kind of bugs me that everyone's like, okay, January 1, 2021, like we're done. Suddenly like, let's COVID's do this. gone. There's a new great. vaccine, right? We're going to be the first the to take it. Right. Down again. It's just like, <laughs> okay. I just, I don't know. I just think that we just need to be, yeah. continue to be positive, continue to find like the light and things and find the positivity and things and what this is like presenting to us and what's showing us that we need to, you know, kind of like focus on, like divert our focus a couple ways. And um, January 1, 2021 is going to be amazing, but I don't think much is going to change between December 31st and January 1. I, I it sounds like I'm being a pessimist, but I feel like I'm being an optimist, you know? Like, I'm just trying to, like, be real, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like the calendar doesn't necessarily determine whether or not yeah, COVID like, is here right, or well, not. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're all good. <laughs> COVID's gone. Let's go. Let's do this. Everything's back to normal. Like, I think every I March think from 2021 that. and on, we need to have COVID Remembrance Week, and everybody <laughs> just shuts down. Listen, and, there was another uh, Friday the totally 13th. For that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. another spring break. Felt right. like there was yeah. another Friday the 13th, and I freaked out. Like, the whole day, the whole morning, I was like, oh, my God. Like, like, it's Friday uh, the 13th. Like, this could happen again. Like, I don't like know. Freaky it could be, like, the spring break for... 
and that could be like the spring break for like businesses yeah you know across the country but just every year COVID remembrance weekend we just everybody shuts down spends time with their family and then we're just grateful for uh, and that okay. and, yeah I think you're onto something. Right. I was going to say, it, it might be the worst idea I've ever had, so, but, you know. Yeah, so I, I like it, dude. I'm, <laughs> as I'm, long as the I'm bills stop coming. Right. I'm on board. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pay, payroll's forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so Dan, everyone gets $1,200. So the the landlords uh, wipe out the rent for that month for the commercial guys. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was, was actually, yeah, when we were talking about that before, I was curious to get your guys, you know, feedback on did you guys have conversations with your landlords and how did that go because mm, I was seeing yeah. I was seeing a lot of that uh, from both sides the tenant side the landlord side and you know asking for rent relief and uh, rent deferment and, and restructuring leases and mm. so um, thank you Dan for asking better questions than we asked uh, <laughs> well I'm very lucky in that it's um, great up to COVID I feel like I had a pretty like clear, straightforward relationship with my landlord, but they are a bigger, broader um, company that's not, you know, sourced here in Gainesville. So um, I wasn't like very whatever. But now I will say, because of COVID, I am on a first name basis with someone that lives in New York City, and mm. we text almost every other day, and we talk about how much rent are you sending me this month? How much can we get caught up on this month? And he's so kind, he's so generous, he's so nice. Like, I'm very lucky. Like, I think I'm very lucky and I don't, where I am in Gainesville, it's not something that I can just like, you know, meet up with someone like we are right now and say, hey, like, what's the plan? It's someone that I've never met before, I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I feel like I can like trust him. And he's like, listen, I'm just checking in. And he's always very careful, he's like, I'm not trying to pressure you. I know things are hard right now. Like, you know, he's happy to get a rent payment and I'm happy to pay it because we're working together. Mm. Yeah. And so, and that's that's coming from like a, a much bigger company than someone's local. So I have been very lucky yeah. when it comes to that. And hopefully in the next couple of months I'll be caught up and, you know. So Dan, is this like from your perspective, is this something that you've seen often or yeah. I mean, has it been like, everybody's just been like, no. This was, uh, yeah, one of the major themes of COVID in the commercial real estate world was, you know, interacting, tenants interacting with landlords. And um, I've heard a lot of stories very similar to yours where it was a very positive experience and the relationship was built and it was, you know, the very forward thinking and long-term thinking. And then I've seen some really terrible situations yeah. where, you know, where financially, um, you know, tenants were suffering, landlords were suffering, they had, you know, debt on, you know, that was, you know, on their, on their neck as well. So it's been, uh, it was, it was a tough situation all along. And I, and I've also seen tenants that were doing extremely well through the the pandemic and we're still asking for rent relief because they thought it was, you know, a low hanging fruit that they could do, you know, do that. You, you saw some in the national news, you saw some, some big hitters, you know, like cheesecake factory mm-hmm. and, and Starbucks and stuff, you know, they have the weight they can throw around and ask for rent relief. And, you know, it's like a lot of these landlords are just going to fold and do it. So, um, hmm. but, you know, generally speaking, I would say, you know, I've, I've talked to dozens and dozens of owners and tenants and um, way more than that actually but uh, they were it was it was a very pot at least here locally a lot of uh, landlords and tenants were really working well with each other and and trying to navigate the craziness that you know no one ever saw coming so that's great yeah Mary how like did you reach out to them Yes. Yeah, I mean, and that was in March or April? And I'm very transparent when it comes to everything, but it was just kind of like a, 
Hey, so. <laughs> I don't know if you heard in the news or not, but there's a pandemic happening. <laughs> there's like this thing happening where like I, my business specifically can't meet in person and I'm trying to do everything right by what the CDC guidelines are and the regulations. Like I have to, and then I also have to on another tier, you know, I have kids, so I'm dealing with all the parents of the babies and the parents are, you know, Truly, I mean, not to get too political, but it's important that like, you know, this percentage of people are they shouldn't have to wear masks. And this percentage of people is they should wear masks. And this percentage is I'm not going to let my kids back into a dance class in person. And this percentage is like, when can I drop my kids off? Mm -hmm. So I'm dealing with that whole like, you know, like long scope of things. And um, it's, it's interesting. And. Uh, when it comes to like the rent and things like that, I'm very lucky that I had someone that was, you know, I reached out to and I said, here's what's going on. And I just laid it out and I said, here's how much I can give you now. I'm getting the PPP. I'm going to give some of this, but the most of it has to go to um, this. And then I'm taking, you know, to my staff and then I'm taking this for taking donations for these classes. And I'm, I'm putting this fundraiser on and, I think they saw from the very beginning that I was doing everything I could to keep it open and to do what I could and 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 that established that relationship from the start. And I had never heard of this person from New York until the pandemic, which is fine. But now he's like, hey, just checking in. And he's like, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Like, we're literally on a first name basis, whereas I would have probably never talked to that person before. Mm. So interesting. It is a very interesting like dynamic, I guess, um, when it comes to that. So cool. he probably appreciated you reaching out to him and communicating instead yeah. of being the type of uh, tenant that just disappears and doesn't answer the phone, doesn't return emails, yeah. and they have to chase you down. Right. You tend to get more of uh, a positive reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there was times in my life where I wasn't doing well and I was behind on payments and things and you know instead of ignoring the phone calls when they would call I would call them first and and Mm -hmm. that's generally from a from a business standpoint if you owe someone money don't avoid them yeah reach out to them work it out Mm -hmm. and you'll generally get you know a much better response and coming from like a service industry when every one of my clients owes me money on a monthly basis like it's a monthly they owe me money every single month I don't like to owe anybody money. So I can see like both sides of it. So like if I'm not collecting that money from people, but then I'm not paying that person that I owe money to, it makes sense. Like it's it's like that dynamic that you understand, you know, both sides of the story essentially. Um, yeah. yeah. Big piece of that was the, you know, PPP loans. We, um, mm-hmm. we would have a lot of, you had mentioned it earlier that your first bank really didn't have their act together and couldn't could have get it funded. And uh, a lot of landlords who were trying to help their tenants out were calling me and and other you know some of my colleagues about our lending relationships here in town about hey you know how can I get my tenant you know help with this PPP process because some of the uh, most of the larger banks did not have the infrastructure in place and they just maybe were just so bombarded with you know applications but the local banks here. Did, gr- did great with it. Yeah, and they did. And yeah, they, they picked did. up a lot of clients because of it. Yep. They have, you know, long-term relationships because of Agreed. just, you know, how they bailed people out and helped them, helped them, you know, through the process when other banks couldn't, so. Yeah, I mean, my relationship with my, like, the bank that I have been using, like, I mean, there was good communication there, 
but it's the system, yeah. you know, the to apply and to get everything just wasn't there. And I was just like, look, yeah, I'm super sorry. I appreciate all your help. Uh, but I found out like they got their, you know, Florida Credit Union had their stuff ready to go. Yeah. And well, that just like shows you too, like in like the very like simplistic, like grand scheme of things of business, right? Like you either have it together when something like this happens or you don't. Like you've got to figure it out or you don't figure it out. And that's okay. But you know, like there was plenty of banks that did figure it out and the the banks of America, the Chases, they were they were catering to their very, very, very large clients. Yes. And Mm. you know, the Lang Jewelers and the dance studios and you know they just didn't have the infrastructure to handle that. Mm -hmm. And I don't I'm not so sure whether they just didn't wanna help or just simply could physically could I mean, you know, you just, yeah. they just didn't have. They, I mean, I think that's an important lesson, right? I mean, when even looking at business as a whole, you you know, when you start comparing the little guys to the big like corporate America, mm-hmm. it's like you have the you have the ability to adapt quicker. You have mm-hmm. the ability to be flexible. You have to be a and, and and here we are seeing that firsthand with a lot of the local credit unions, local, local banks, right? right? So it's like that, that was huge. Um, how do you guys think that we did at? How how well or what grade would you give us as a as a community as a city? Um, just kind of super interested in into hearing your thoughts on that, you know? Because one of the, I mean, and you know, we talked about how well the chamber did right right out the gate, right? Like I thought the, the dissemination of news and everything, or yeah, the communication and, from the chamber of commerce was was spot on in my opinion. Like it was really well it was. I felt like it was almost hourly. <laughs> I don't, it was at and least three given, times a day. It was like, I'm sorry, boom, but boom. I agree because, and given that their events are based like primarily on social, physical, in-person events mm-hmm. and they couldn't have those anymore, they were totally like shifting their yeah. thing to make it work. Like they were, you know, doing the online stuff and they were trying to do like online events and so yeah, I could totally like talk up the chamber for real for, for a little bit, yeah. Anybody want to chime in on like how well we did as a community though, from a city standpoint or? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, city of Gainesville in general and the community is super, you know, philanthropic and giving even way, you know, way prior to the pandemic, you know, we're just, we're a community that cares about each other. And I think it really came out during the pandemic. I mean, that didn't change. I think, you know, the, there were just some great stories about you know people doing everything they possibly could to, mm-hmm. to help each other out. The chamber being one of the shining stars of that, and uh, so it makes you proud to to live here and yeah. be a part of this community. So I agree. I know people that I don't think ever really did take out yeah. ever, <laughs> and they That's did a good take point. out every single night. Yes, specifically. Oh yeah, because they wanted Eat to GNV. help. Their, Seriously, I mean, yeah, truly, uh, yeah, especially you know, there's in like where I'm at in Tioga, there's 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 quite a few restaurants in there, and uh, you know that that's sort of a very close knit community, the, the whole town of Tioga, and and I'm you know I'm I'm tied into a lot of these people, and they specifically were ordering takeout to help, mm-hmm. just for that reason, you know, it's just as easy to stay home and you know cook your own meals, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, I saw a huge amount of uh, support in that perspective for the restaurant very much yeah it was awesome yeah my dad works in the restaurant industry so when all of this happened it was like okay what are we gonna do you know kind of scary but he really helped to focus and adapt on that takeout thing and mm-hmm. his restaurants have seen so much growth and you know dragonfly's a big one with their like all of their takeout and takeout alcoholic beverages and things like that um that's just been huge and 
I, I definitely think like we ate out a lot, but you know, by us eating out, it helps the restaurants, helps the community, yeah. and then helps at the end of the day put food on my table at home. So, I was uh, I was trying to buy as many gift cards as I possibly could, like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. client awesome. gifts and different sure. things. I was just like, hey, I'm buying. You know, that's that's going to be the gift this year to just mm-hmm. try to front front these restaurants well, the money. You know, well, even yeah. if there is people that didn't feel comfortable, like going to even taking yeah. takeout, but like going to a restaurant or you know, taking takeout, like you could buy a gift card and then like a couple months from now you could use it and that was great. And I feel like a lot of restaurants, (laughs) I will name drop Linda Vista because I love that place. It's right next to my dance studio. Um, But the Mexican restaurant was, I've never seen so many people on Facebook, on Gainesville Order Mouth or whoever, whatever platforms you use saying, Listen, like I just got a gallon of margarita. From, <laughs> gallon. I got a gallon jug of margarita from Linda Vista, and I got some enchiladas, and dinner's done, and I am excited. Like, you know, it just like brought a lot of positivity during a time, <laughs> right? But it brought like a lot of like joy and like positivity yeah. to yeah. a time where usually restaurants are just like you go out to eat, whatever. This was like a it was like a highlight of quarantine. If I feel you will. like people really made it an experience as well. You know, like yes. you go out to eat and you like go out to eat with your family, but instead like they're doing the takeout and they're still making it an experience with their family. And more people really cool. are sharing it online. Exactly. And saying like, you know, we didn't eat here but this restaurant did this and this was awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I have it on sure. good authority from some some um, servers and people like that that people are tipping extraordinarily well yeah mm-hmm. like 50 to 100 percent on and they deliveries should. and meals that's yeah. great yeah, yeah. I, i'm uh, one of my employees works at a restaurant as well as a second job and some of the stories she tells me it's it's crazy how much people are tipping people are yeah. very generous yeah. Now. yeah yeah well you know hard times bring out the good in a lot of people mm-hmm. and um i've been really pleased with what i've seen as far as you know times are tough and people start to crack in tough times. And I don't know if it's just a Gainesville thing, but I have been, I've been really, really happy with the way people, you know, you got like, I went to Home Depot, you know, recently, and I've been the nicest guy helped me there. I've never had good set, good customer service <laughs> anywhere in my life, right? I just have noticed that people are just going the extra mile. I, we're doing it, we do it, I do it, I hold door, I'm, I'm being extra nice and I'm not the nicest guy in the world but I'm I'm definitely doing that and I, I see that elsewhere you know people hold doors for you just the little things in but life, it definitely you know. spreads it does you know? yeah. it really does it does do you think that still happens because I feel like it was such a honeymoon period where everybody was super nice for so long and and it lasted for a while yeah and then it kind of got fatigued with it and everybody just I, went the other way I think <laughs> you might I think you might be right I'm kind of seeing a slide <laughs> traffic the way people are right. driving I, hey, hey. I even had an experience coming here today I, I was like really man like okay but uh, I, you know we're heading to the holidays was it a scooter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that would have that been road pizza because I was driving 2500 <laughs> but seriously um Maybe my think with going into the holidays, and then of course you got the political stress. Right, mm-hmm. I think that was a huge part. Of everyone it for sure. crazy. It doesn't matter which side you're on. It's it's stressful, and I, hopefully, again, 2021, <laughs> baby, come on. Everything's gonna change. I ordered, I ordered Shannon a 2020 dumpster fire ornament. I saw that. <laughs> Super excited to give it to her. I saw the coolest thing on. I don't do a lot of Facebooking, but I saw the coolest picture today. 
it was someone's front porch, and it was a Santa Claus, a lit up Santa Claus, and they had taken a piece of wire with lights. And Santa was peeing on a 2020 sign. <laughs> and I actually shared it. And I haven't shared anything on Facebook <laughs> probably. But that was it. You're definitely sharing it. Right. I'm like, I even said, this right. one's worth sharing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I seriously don't. You know, if it's not business related, the only reason I'm even still on Facebook is for, for business, really. But sure. I will tell you, yeah. I saw that and I was like, nailed it. Whoever did that. <laughs> deserve an award for you know people. kind of going back to the charity thing like real quick you know i don't know if a lot of people know this but like uh Alachua county is i think the most charitable county in the state of florida if it's not it's definitely uh, up there yeah. wouldn't surprise me um but yeah like i had heard that and i was like oh that, you know that's that's really awesome so um yeah i don't know that was just something that crossed my mind while you guys were talking about that and because I and I've, I've definitely totally seen the tipping sense. and stuff and yeah. that kind of stuff go up as well. So that's pretty awesome. Um, what yeah. Like? So before I don't want to end on this note, but I think we on the topic of COVID, we'd be a little bit remiss to not talk about the human aspect of it too. Um, the fact that there has been a huge uh, loss of quality of life, loss of life for some people. I'm curious if anybody um, has personally been affected by it not it was just somebody testing positive or anything like that but had a severe case or or any any deaths or anything like that yeah i haven't had anyone any deaths or any you know a serious case but i have multiple family members that have had it um Mm -hmm. they're young and healthy and you know weathered the storm you know relatively easily but um you know it was yeah it was it's scary though for sure i mean you know because we're they're in contact with elderly people in our or, or we're trying to keep them away from elderly people in our family so it's uh something we were you know very very sensitive to for sure anybody else no. just same I, circumstance just they've weathered the storm mm-hmm. like it's gone through the family and they're okay i think there's been some bad things happen to people that they didn't actually catch covid but covid and the whole situation has led them um, I have friends that are in in law enforcement and and community support. Uh, suicide is is yeah. an epidemic right now. Absolutely. I personally had a very close family member commit suicide two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was thirty with two young children and a wonderful husband. And from the outside looking in, everybody thought their lives were perfect. Damn. And I can tell you that um, just based on observations, I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, she had other issues, you know, depression and stuff. But I, I can tell you, depression. And and if you don't mind me just plugging this for a second, if you know anybody that has Absolutely. depression, most people don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Make them talk about it because people are really suffering depression right now. It's it's the, it's just one of those dirty little secrets that nobody wants to, especially if it's you, you know. If, mm-hmm. if You don't wanna go out and tell everybody, oh, I'm depressed and I'm on drugs and I feel like I'm gonna kill myself. People are gonna talk about that. But that's a real problem right now. I mean, yes, people are dying of COVID, but people are dying of re- COVID-related mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if they're not actually you know, dying or whatever, it's, it, it is ruining people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that, when you talk about community support, family support if you know anybody that's got any kind of issues like that even a business owner you know a business owner people go oh i'm so sorry they lost their business it could go much much deeper than that because especially if we are small business owners we know yeah your small identity is your life you have blood sweat and tears in that and if you lose it especially at no fault of your own because a lot of people that are losing their businesses right now 
you know, people can say, oh, well, they weren't a very good business owner. Oh, they didn't say, you know, I, say, I read this stuff on the internet and it really ticks me off. People say, well, you know what? If you're a business and you can't survive three months without income, that you screwed up. You should have already, mm -hmm. that is, that's crap. And um, so as as a community and, and, you know, I don't, haven't seen a lot of that, but um, if you know anybody that's suffering in any way like that, you, you got to reach out and, and try to help them in any way you can, even if it's just talking to them or taking them out for a cup of coffee, just being there for them. Um, because what happened to, to my family member really hit home with my wife and I and our, my daughter. And um, Super sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Well, thanks. You know, I mean, I appreciate that. And um, it was terrible, but it happened. And what I can tell you is you look for the, you know, the silver lining of everything is it's really opened my eyes and like my brother and his wife, it, it was my brother's daughter, they're starting a foundation for depression because they've realized that it's, and you start really um, researching it. It's an epidemic right now. I mean, we have a pandemic, but we have an epidemic mm -hmm. of other things. And if we don't address that, we're gonna have some serious problems uh, upcoming. It's one of the reasons why I, I know we kind of joke about it a lot about me crying on the bathroom floor. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, like we we kind of poke fun at it, but it's but it's the truth. It kind of goes back to that, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship. Like everybody knows that being an entrepreneur is extremely lonely, and it has led to many cries on the bathroom floor in the corner. Sometimes joking sure. about it is therapeutic too. I mean, like that's part of part of it. Um, right. I just want to make like. I'm not making light of right, it. Like it's, right. it's definitely, I am now, it's like, man, like, you know, cause I look hindsight, I'm like, man, like we, we got through that and you know, that kind of stuff. But there's been plenty of those moments. And, and when you look at a year like 2020, it's very easy to feel even more isolated, yeah. right? It's cause like we, we are alone, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, whatever your perspective is of, of this, of a gathering of people, you know, here for this pocket, like, I'm just being straight up, I genuinely need this. And I mean, we've been Absolutely. very proactive about like, sending messaging saying, hey, if you've been exposed to anybody with COVID, if you know you've had it, or yeah, if, you have a, if you have a fever, if you're yeah. not comfortable, please don't come. Mm -hmm. When you come in, we wanna be as spread out as possible, but we want to do this in studio, in person. And and the truth is, like, I, as an entrepreneur, like, I need it, and I don't mm -hmm. know, like, self selfishly, like, mm -hmm. I feel very, almost mm -hmm. selfish saying that, but like, I, this, this connect, this human connection I've been craving for, for so long. Um, because in a 2020 year world, it's been very isolated. And so I could totally see where well, things like not, depression have yeah. gone and through the roof. And you're not selfish because that's why you do what you do, right? So when I teach dance to children, I have to teach them in person. Mm -hmm. So I totally relate with that. And given this like pandemic and like add that whole other like echelon, that whole other layer to things, it just adds like a, it, it really does add like a dark cloud to like, wait, what if I'm, I'm never able to do this again? Or what if it's never mm. the same again? Or mm. what if this is never gonna happen again? So I can totally like, you know, understand where someone's coming from when it comes to that. And I just, you know, I feel, I feel very saddened by um, someone who is already struggling with depression or struggling with anxiety. And then to add that top tier onto it mm -hmm. is just, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's important to have as many voices about this whole thing as possible. And that's why we had each of you on here. But I, I thank you for sharing that because that is part of the story. And, and I know it's not, you know, super fun to talk about, but we do talk about the economic important, importance a lot. And and a lot of times we use humor to, to get through things. But I definitely think it's, it's important to, to at least touch on that, that there is a serious aspect of it. And maybe many of our listeners um, have, have had more personal um, encounters with with this, and so I just kind of wanted to address that, and and you know, it's 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 tough for those reasons. Um, but I, I just want to you know kind of make it clear we're we're not making light of any of that, and um, do I, I think Matt, uh, you, great plug. You just check check in with your friends and family because it, depression is a silent killer, and and sometimes what's on the surface um, it isn't it is just that it's just what's on the surface, um, and and around the holidays, I think they usually spikes there too. It's just really important time to just check in with everybody um, and know that that's a, a thing um, and that we'll all try to get through this together, you know? Yeah. I mean, even before the podcast, like Mary and I were talking about social media and, and that kind of thing. I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say like I've been depressed in 2020, but I, I've definitely had people reach out to me and be like, yo, you're not the same person I knew in 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so that's kind of brought an awareness to, and, and a lot of it has had to do, like, dude, I've just been in here in my whole, like, gr- you know, grinding, like how, the, the, sure the same question, like, mm-hmm. how am I going to get us through this? How am I going to mm-hmm. get us through this? How am I going to get us through this? Absolutely. Right. And like, that's been repeating. So, I mean, a lot of people have said, you know, dude, like, I don't see you on social media as much. I haven't seen as much content coming from you besides the podcast, of course, which has right. been pretty consistent, you know, um, you know, and it's been a lot of that. It's just like, dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that our company can prevail and get through this mess. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I also think you know, there's a fatigue there too, and sometimes you yeah. need to do that inventory yourself if if it's not bringing you joy, right? You need to kind of take a step out. And I think, especially you know, the political climate and everything mm-hmm. that's happening, Very, you know, it yeah, it, it can get real toxic real quick if if you're not in that mindset. So so being aware enough to take a step out and and just kind of remove yourself to recharge or whatever you need to do, take a break, delete the account, do, do whatever you gotta do. Um, it's, yeah. it's important to just kind of stay aware. That's good. But. And, and I have to say, it's really important to reach out to the people that might not necessarily be affected physically by COVID, mm-hmm. but like as you you know mentioned and as you're mentioning is, it's really important to like, there. there's a lot of like branches to this tree. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yeah. lot of like, there's a lot of veins that go with this and we need to make sure that we're um, reaching out to people in contact with people in contact with each other and just like keeping each other going when it comes to stuff like this because you know it's not just this virus that's shutting down it's I mean we're here today because we have small businesses and um, and we're trying to keep those open and going and things like that and we're not the only people obviously like there's 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 millions of us so yep. Um, it's important to remember that like this this whole pandemic is not just affecting us physically because of the virus. It's affecting us physically and mentally because of what it's done to, you know, our livelihood and our businesses. That's what I love about the Gainesville community, too, and especially the business community. And that's why I think it's super important to be networked and kind of in whether it's through the chamber or through other, you know, B&I or whatever, like wherever those networks are for you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's been great because the number of one to one, I was <laughs> the number of one to ones that I've had in this room at 545 after hours where it's just like, you know, 
this is a big office, you know, plenty of space. It's like, hey, like, you know, just talking through business and even texting and reaching out. Like, I know I like texted you at one point, like, mm-hmm. hey, just, you know, if I want to get together, like that is so, so has important. just been so incredibly important to get to get through these times for sure. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, we need to start wrapping up in just a little bit. But before we do, like, what's I have a couple more questions. Um, and what what's the biggest lesson for you personally? in a COVID 2020 or in 2020 in general, there's been a lot of lessons this year. It's been, it's been a crazy year, but what's been the biggest lesson for you? For Sorry. me, it's been, don't sweat the small stuff. Really, really focus on, and this, this is a byproduct of COVID. It's, and I think a lot of people really are, like they're realizing what's really important in their life. Mm. Me personally, I never gave it much thought. I was just, ricocheting from thing to thing and just doing everything and you know being all over social media and doing everything you know just really just whatever popped up in front of me it was like whack-a-mole I literally (laughs) I literally have just I find myself on a daily basis saying you know what that doesn't matter I don't need to deal with that Mm, I'm not even gonna respond to that Uh, it's 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 irrelevant I'm I'm like trying to you know from a hundred things that I'm focusing on in a day maybe maybe it's down to like five or ten you know it's it's my my family you know number one is my family my business, my relationships, because business is not just about success, but it's about relationships. If you build the right relationships, then you're going to be successful. And so for me, it's just really focusing on what's important. And I know that's a cliche. You know, I've heard it a hundred times, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely 100% true for me. And um, that's good, man. I, it's just, for me, that's it. You know? I love it. Everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> and be flexible. Mm-hmm. Be flexible. Um, that could be should be easier for for should be easy for answer, right? <laughs> right? Like, let me just, just read my mind. Um, uh, did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like a like yeah. kind of pun thing. Yeah, there. of course. I know. I, I, I it's actually like a running joke with my dancers. I'm like, just you got to be more flexible, and they're like, we know, like we're trying, trying. <laughs> we're trying, Mary God, you know. But no, it's true. Like mental, mental, physical, like just be more flexible mm. and. I know for a fact before all of this happened, I wasn't as flexible mentally. I was very driven and very set on this is what has to happen, when, where, how, who, why, you know? And um, I, I truly think like going back to the kids and not to be like, you know, you know, emotional, but going back to learning from the kids and how resilient they are and, and how flexible they are mentally, it's, I've learned a lot from them and I think that COVID has taught me, like, just be flexible with life, with your personal life, um, you know, with your families, with your friends, but then also with your businesses, for sure, flexible. It's awesome. Yeah, I'd say, you know, your life can change faster than you'd ever imagine, and, uh, um, you know, don't take it for granted. You know, you can, you know, no, I don't think anybody really saw this coming, so um, definitely just, uh don't take life for granted and don't take your business for granted and, you know, celebrate the good times, but prepare for the bad times. And, um, yeah, that's what I would get out of it. It's mm, good. I'd say just live in the moment. You know, I think for me, like being in my, in my college years, like if I have an opportunity to do something, I have to like really think about it and like really consider doing it because I don't get these years back and you never know when, you know, I'll come back from spring break and haven't gone back since kind of thing. So just live in the moment. Don't take anything for granted for sure. 
It's good. Master, wow. That master class on empathy, like I think, mm. I think we needed it in a lot of ways, and and we, we kind of talked about how there's maybe that honeymoon period, and it's sad to see it go, but like, you know, I, I think too often we've lost the ability to put ourselves in other people's shoes and to give people the benefit of the doubt and and to have that kind of reset to where you know for for at least a moment you know we we did that and we did that well um we we were considerate we let people into traffic we were you know championing these other businesses that had nothing to do with us we were maybe altruistic like that to have those empathetic moments and to really you know kind of be the best humans um i think was was a lesson that you know we as society probably needed but that i definitely you know embraced and enjoyed and and would like to see that stay yeah that's good i think for me it was very much just being being more prepared for the unknown whether you know just i i I, well i've always been this way i don't like to rely on anybody for for anything you know, I, I wanna, wish I would have known I'll, that. <laughs> I want to rely on I want to rely on Jesus and my hard work, and you know, and and so it's like I still think I'm third on that list. But. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're third. You're there. I mean, I definitely put a lot of. I mean, that's that's a good place for you to think. Right. I, mean, like, I put a lot of trust in you, bro. Right. Um, but you know, when I look at, I mean. I don't want to be in a position where I have to count on the government to give me PPP money. To, Heck no. You know, I, don't, I don't ever want to be there again. <laughs> or in some um, ways the students to give us business, you know, yeah, something exactly. like that too. Like I, I want to have, whether it's more reserves, I want to be, I want to be better prepared uh, in the future. Um, you know, and it, it did, it sparked a lot. Like one of the biggest things, like I had, as one of my goals for 2020, one of my goals was to pay 50% of my personal debt off. That was at the beginning of the year. And here at the end of the year, uh, we paid 100% of that off. Awesome. You know, awesome. so, and, and a lot of that came, like, I don't know if that would have happened if it weren't for 2020, because 2020, like, COVID, like, all this, like, sparked this thing where I was like, I'm gonna get this done. Like, yeah. this is, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want to owe anybody anything ever. Got that Ramsey gazelle intense. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was super intense. And you can only uh, control so much, right? Yeah, right. yeah so that, that was probably the biggest lesson for me. Um, what's the number one thing that you discovered about yourself this year? I have to go back to my roots. I think, you know, it really made me open my eyes to, like, what makes me me. And sewing is definitely that. And being able hmm. to you know, make masks during the pandemic, it's like, okay. Which we didn't touch in yeah. this episode, but you had right. came on another episode yes, before yes. where you, had, you were making a bunch of masks. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I think, you know, I learned how to sew in elementary school and, and that's who I am, like being able to give back to the community and because of my hustle and bustle in life and always, you know, not stopping to take a break for anything, that's definitely who I am, but this really forced me to, take a step back and and really look and say like okay you know what are we doing why like what are you doing why are you doing it and how can you give back to the community and that's exactly what COVID did for me and that was awesome a huge blessing for me is being able to make over 1500 masks so (laughs) wow that's awesome thanks for doing that that's amazing so I think for me it was just realizing that I could be happy with the way things are and I didn't have to continue to try to I don't know chase chase 
the dollar all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been lucky this year, um, but I just kind of thought it was always going to be about you know getting rich and 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 getting better that way. But I, I learned this year that you know I'm, I'm actually I'm actually pretty happy with the way things are, and um, I guess I'm I guess in a in sort of a, a weird way I'm, I'm learning to love more. If that's, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's coming out right, but um, I'm taking a lot more time to just look look inside myself and the way I look at the world. Um, I think the world is a pretty effed up place, but what some of the things we talked about tonight, the community and people, uh, I'm just starting to give, I guess I'm giving people just a lot more credit than I did before. I never really thought about that. It was just, it was just you know, hard driven focus to be successful. And um, I guess I, I this kind of sounds, sounds kind of cheesy, but I, I learned to love myself mm. a little bit more as opposed to never thinking about self. So I love it. It's awesome. All right. Well, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mary. <laughs> Mary, we're so far, sorry they had yeah, to follow no, Matt how every old time. Are you? <laughs> how old are you? I'm nineteen. Nineteen. That's getting all. Dumb. I, I wish. To live in the moment. <laughs> I wish at nineteen. I were able to have the same capacity that she has. Absolutely. Thank you. As far as like her mindset and, you know, just moving forward and like, you know, I need to take a step back and I need to, and maybe COVID helped with all of that, you oh, know, it definitely like, did. right. Like normal 19 year olds might not say like, I need to really take a step back and like think about what I'm doing, you know, but well, my parents tell me that all the time. They're like, Sarah, you need to slow down. You need to slow down. Right. Like, no, no. Like head down, go, go, go. Yeah. And I think having to stay home like those first two weeks, I was like, Oh my gosh, anything can be taken away like yeah. that. Mm. And and I think when I was 19, huge. I think I, I I put my head down until I was 25, 26, 27. I mean, I don't really know when I stopped, but I know that to answer your question, Colin, self-care, mm-hmm. um, which is like the exact, you know, like it just goes kind of what, what she was saying, which is it's interesting to learn as like I'm 36, learning from someone that's 19. You know, you just need to slow down. You just figure out what you're passionate about, whatever. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're super passionate. And that's why you start what you do and you do what you love. And, you know, you make a business and you make a life and a career out of something. Um, But, yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned was self-care was, you know, like doing a face mask. Like, I know there's mostly men in this room, but you can feel me like doing a face mask, like taking a bath and going for a run and just like having something for yourself each day that has nothing to do with your career is huge and it sounds so minimal but coming from someone like me like it's it's a huge change it's a huge shift in 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 what I was doing day to day and and that's what I learned for sure from this whole thing it's awesome yeah i, I was i was going to hint on the the self care aspect too um you know, I can it's not a positive thing, but I just, I realized how much of a workaholic I was mm-hmm. and that it's, that's not the most important thing in life. Um, to kind of reiterate what Matt was saying too, um, a lot more important things than, you know, working yourself to death. So, um, you know, that I guess that's a, you know, a very positive thing that came out of it for me was I could, like I said before, reset, you know, reevaluate my priorities um, and, you know, 
so far it's been good. I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm much more balanced in life and you know, I'm still working very, very hard, but, um, a lot more joy out of some of the other aspects of my life than, than I was getting pre COVID. That's great. It's definitely a theme because I, I jotted down that uh, if I'm well fed and not tired, I'm at my best. Um, and I think that's just kind of an ode to how things were before where, you know, if I, I'd find myself that workaholic, 100% devoted to my work, and maybe that didn't make me the best uh, person to Michael. It didn't make me the best boyfriend. It didn't make me the best son to my parents or anything like that. And that having that that reset and focusing, you know, getting, getting more rest and, and eating two meals a day and not half of a meal a day, if that, which is what it was normal for me, um, actually was important and not which just- Which meal do you skip now? Uh, lunch? No, I actually don't, you know, I eat, I eat a light breakfast and I eat lunch and I have dinner. So I'm, 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 right. I'm, at, I'm so rocking three meals a day. You're still pretty skinny. And, and, and with, right? <laughs> it's cause I go to the gym at 6 a.m. every oh, okay. morning. Um, and, and Miranda makes sure they have dessert too. So like, that's, that's, that's good, but, but that's important. And, um, I'd also say something that I learned is that um, if you if you ever listen to NPR, that the, the shortages that that we've had throughout this entire epidemic have been toilet paper, it's been hand sanitizer, it's been yeast, and now uh, chess sets. And a lot of that has to do with the Queen's Gambit, the, the show on Netflix. If you want. But, Home workout equipment. Show. Yeah, it, right. So so it's like as long as you have TP bread and, and chess, it like you actually have all the elements <laughs> of, of happiness right right there for you. So. But can I ask a question? Yeah. Why is it that that was so important? And so our life, I mean, maybe that's like a deep the, question. The TP? No, oh. just like in general, like why, why was work, like working, like you said, like work oh, right. to the bone. That was our life. It's, why is that? And then so suddenly, because of this, it's completely opposite, you know? Yeah. It's I a, think entrepreneurs are just driven to the core to be successful, and it's not easy. I think it's a trait, a trait of being even an unsuccessful entrepreneur. Every, you just, you're driven that way. Yeah. I mean, I see it in this room, for sure. And I think for me, like, my parents, like, want to do the best for me and my brother. And so they're constantly, like, working to set that example for us and, you know, working their hardest to give us a life that we love. And mm-hmm. I think that's huge, too. I mean, they're not entrepreneurs, but still hard workers, for yep. sure. I think a lot of entrepreneurs maybe slept through the econ uh, lesson on the law of diminishing returns, <laughs> um, where it's just like you, you realize that you could be working at 20% capacity, but they're still go, go, go. And if you give yourself that recharge to get back up to 100%, you might actually be a lot more productive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, mine's a little bit of everybody's. Uh, I, But the one thing that I've consistently said this entire year was that at some point, whether it's 2025, 2030, 2035, we're gonna look back to this year mm-hmm. and we're gonna go, we were so much better. Like, I am who I am today because, because of. of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I genuinely believe that. Like, you know, I, I'm a very spiritual person and I look at that, I'm like, man, like, this was all. This is all part of the plan. This is like God wanted me to go through this, and I know that this is preparation for something that's going to happen later. And these are the character-defining moments. These are the moments that make us who who we become, and and how how well we respond to these type of situations, and and the lessons that we learn through this. I I, I definitely believe that I'm going to be looking back and saying 2020 was the best year of my entire life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it now, but I genuinely believe that. 
Um, and so that's what it is for me. And like, and like, I look at how much, even like the hustle culture, you know, like that, like I've definitely been that guy. I've been like, go, 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 go. Definitely that person. Um, you know, and some of the things I learned about myself were very much that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dreamer, man. I'm a dreamer. I am a visionary. I can see, I can see what this platform, you know, I tell people all the time what New Scooters for Less did for the University of Florida, this will do for the city of Gainesville. And, and I can see that in my future. Um, and, and, and so I get so, I get so attached and then, and then I realize the things that I'm not good at, like, I'm a terrible manager. <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to manage people. You know, I've talked about like, man, I'm like, man, I'm like, really don't want to manage people. Like, I want to be everybody's friend. I want to be like, yo, dude, like, how are you doing getting to your goals? You know, right. I don't, I don't want to be the guys like, why didn't your ass come to work on time this morning? You know, like, <laughs> like I hate being that guy. I hate being the manager. I hate holding people accountable, but I'm, I'm a definitely a visionary, a dreamer, uh, a leader, uh, just not a manager. I think I, it took me 17 years to like really figure that out. <laughs> uh, and, and sometimes, you know, and this kind of goes back to Lauren Douglas's episode is like, I, I definitely feel like I don't dream big enough. That was something that's come up is that I don't, I don't dream big enough. I limit myself and, and I refuse to do so going into 2021 limitless baby. So dream would that be would that be your biggest goal for 2021? Yep, uh, definitely. My biggest goal uh, is to set aside a lot of those limiting beliefs and just to go big, to go big and 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 to stay extremely focused. You know, be more be more intentional. You know, I read a book this year that really rocked me, which was uh, Gary Keller's, and I think he co-authored it with somebody, but it's called The One Thing. You know, it talks about like you're intentional about that first domino and the next it's going to knock over a domino twice its size. Right. And then that one's going to knock over a domino that's twice its size. And and being very intentional about those moves um, is something that I'm extremely passionate about as we head into 2021. Cool. Yeah. Sarah, Oh, Can okay, I flip ahead. that script? For yeah. just, I'm sorry. Oh, I just, I'm nervous when somebody wants to flip sorry. the script. I'm, like, I love it. I'm here for it. But everything you're saying, like if I were to flip the script, and I should take my own advice, don't get me wrong, but everything you're saying, like if you were to like look back like five years from now, five years before this, like isn't that the reason you're so successful right now is because the way that you think? You see what I'm saying? Like the way that you're thinking and you're dreaming and you, you don't dream big enough and you don't do this and you don't that. When you think about it, like that's what it takes. That's the recipe that it takes to get through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, not trying to get like too emotional, but I just feel like if you can think beyond what's happening right now, you may say you're limiting yourself, but you're really not. Like you're you're actually like, you're doing okay. Like you're you're telling yourself like, this, 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 this is what's going to happen by 2025, 20, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean to, you know what I'm saying? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think in some ways you can say, like, if I can get through this year, then I can get through anything. So maybe I need to have a bigger target. I need to set. Well, that's you know. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying is like, I feel like you're limiting yourself in saying that, um, you know, like, you know, this is 2020 and 2021 is going to be even better. But really, like you've survived, like you've made it work and, you know, and I've made it work and he's made it work and he's had his best year ever. And, you know, I don't know. I just. Yeah. But I think that just kind of goes back to our roots. Mm-hmm. 
I, like entrepreneurs are a special breed of people. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, right? I mean they're a special breed of people. They have that grit. They have like, I mean, in March when this thing started going down, like I knew we were gonna get through it mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm gonna get us through this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna like I'll carry this weight. I will do everything that, that's necessary to get us through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it, you just have to have that mindset and that grit mm-hmm. to make it happen no matter what. You know, and this group definitely has that. You have to be one to know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm not putting it into words. A lot of people I know that are not entrepreneurs just won't ever get it. Yeah. And I do know a lot of them, you know, birds of a feather. Most of my closest friends are business owners. And, um, you know, I don't hang out with too many people that are nine to five corporate type people almost because I can't stand it where how they can just shut it off at five in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm at midnight still dealing with, you know, yeah. it, it's, it never stops with me. Yeah. And um, I think being an entrepreneur and, and, and being in a room full of other entrepreneurs, you, you, can, you just get it. You know, we all get it. Right. Without even articulating it, we just get it. And you're gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after tonight. Sarah already gets it. I think it. she already gets it, yeah. is what I was gonna say. I mean, like, I don't know if we've explained this on the part. Like, I straight up recruited Sarah. Yeah. Like, because I rec- I recognized it early on. I mean, like, I had seen I'd seen that post on LinkedIn about you making masks. I think it was highlighted by the business school. Warrington did an article. Okay, on Warrington it. did an yeah. article. I saw it. I was like, oh, this is really great. We were doing the coronavirus sessions of the podcast. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, hey, I reached out to you. Like, would you guys like to be on the podcast? Let's talk about this. I was freaking out when you. I was so excited. And then <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, and then from that moment, I was like, oh, this girl, this girl has it. Like, she. I was like, you need to come work with us. And that was it. <laughs> well, the rest of you worked here since since that time. It was March? Well, no, no. April. Well, April. No. There's no, no. I don't know. I think like June. June. Is when you started. Ca- it's here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You recruited me early on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you've been great. Thank and you. And I definitely. Thank you. Uh, she's for hire. Any businesses out there? <laughs> well, you're, you're a sophomore. Yeah. Oh, so she, she will be for hire in the future. Uh, but no, you've d- well, done incredible. So before we wrap up, let's let definitely go around the room. Uh, give your social media handles or websites or whatever you want. Where 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 can our audience connect with you guys? You want me to start? Yeah, if they want to hire you, Sarah. I think just my best would be my LinkedIn. <laughs> it's just the normal. I don't know what it is. It's Sarah Dash Lentz. I don't know anything before. LinkedIn.com. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Sarah Dash Lentz with an H. L E N T Z. Cool. It's easy for me. It's Langjewelers after everything. Just, okay. Just hashtag Langjewelers, whatever. It's Langjewelers everywhere. Langjewelers.com? Yep. Okay. Langjewelers.com is our, you know, our website where you can um where you can shop online. <laughs> um, awesome. but yeah. Very easy cool. to find. Mine's easy too. Just Independence Studio. I have to say dance cuz people spell check does independence. <laughs> but um independencestudio.com and then any social media handle just has independence 352 because there is an independence somewhere in South America so I had to add the 352 for Gainesville which I'm okay with that's cool yeah Uh, LinkedIn Daniel Dash Drodos um, Twitter GNVCRE and we have our our team's website um, 
gain, you know, Collier's Gainesville, you can just Google that. And it's Collier's.com slash Gainesville. Yeah, see? <laughs> Colin's better at this. I've heard that a few times. I've read that a few times in a down. script. Yeah, so. Uh, so, yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at Michael Brian D's. <laughs> yeah, That's boy. M I C H A E L B R I A N D E E S. Um, and you can also find my tasty COVID inspirations uh, on my other Instagram handle at at the Alligator Pear. Whereas all all my stuff that I cooked over break and my my culinary. I can't even look at that Instagram account, man, because it makes me so yeah. hungry. And my stomach is like growling just now. Put, puts me to shame. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And you forgot the cookies today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I really, I, sincere apology. <laughs> She'll never forget again. No, it's been, it's been one of those little like surprises that she spoils us with. She brings these chocolate chip cookies are amazing. They are the best. So, man, this has been a lot of fun. And where can they reach you at? Huh? Where can we reach you oh, at? At Colin Austin. Call, at Colin all the girls. <laughs> that was my space. Long time. Ago. Got it in there again. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, this is this has been great. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know for everybody who's listening, for those that are struggling through COVID nineteen, just just keep going. Just keep going. We'll get through this. Um, if you need somebody to reach, you know, to talk to, to reach, reach out to me, man. Reach out to us. We'll talk to you. Like I, I've been doing so many one to ones, and like I said, I need I need them. I need right. I need to to talk to a bunch of people. So, um, but I definitely I, I'm super proud of our community. I'm super proud of just uh, you know seeing everybody really come together to get to get through this. And I'm excited for 2021. I'm super optimistic. I definitely think, like I said, we're gonna look back at this year and say, man, that was one of the greatest years that ever happened to us. And even though even if you don't believe that now i believe that you'll believe that one day so that's uh that's it right uh many many thanks to our team allison madrino sarah lintz yeah <laughs> a little way uh, james Leitner with the epic videography and lighting james real quick come over here bro it's the it's the end of it's the end of the year Come get on one of your cameras. I, like, I don't know which one. Which, which one do you want to wait to say? There you, you go. Guys, this guy, <laughs> this guy I, we can't say enough great things about him. He makes this happen. He does all the editing, all the shooting, all the lighting. James, thanks so much for all your hard work this year, man. Thank you. Love you, bro. Love you and, uh, and of course, dude, Michael Dees. That's right. Proud to do this with you. And of course, I got to give a special end of year thank you to my incredible wife, Shannon Austin. So this goes out on December 21st. Uh, she puts up with my obsession over this podcast and the late nights, like we're here right now and we're doing this show. Um, it's our 13th anniversary tomorrow, tomorrow December yeah. 20, Aww. December 22nd. Um, it's our 13th anniversary, which I think is super fitting because 2020, yeah. 13th year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I love you, Shannon. Thanks so much for putting up with us. And and uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, can't do it without you. you. You're the reason we do it. Love you. Have a great, great holiday. This is the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>